What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 9, and oh man, I'm excited for this episode. Yes, it's going to be a little bit shortened because my wife and I need to go to a wedding this Friday and Saturday. So yeah, that means we won't be able to watch SmackDown or Rampage in time for me to watch it and review it. I'll be away from town, so I won't have access to my computer and my whole setup and everything, and we're going on vacation, so... I'm just going to have something pre-recorded set up for for that, so I'm going to do uh, rather a quick, just a quick Raw, uh, SmackDown, and Rampage review in the next next week's episode, or we'll just skip it, because, you know, they're, unless something really crazy happens, you can follow me on Twitter, and I can do something about that, or if something really, really crazy happens, you can follow me on YouTube, if I have to do an emergency video, then maybe I'll do an emergency video, but I think you guys will do fine with just uh, the video that I'm, or the, sorry, the podcast that I'm going to leave for you it's basically a little bonus episode i'm i'm still debating i'm not going to announce what the what that's going to be just now you'll have to wait and see because i'm not 100% committed on what the idea is but i have a good idea of what the idea is so yeah look forward to that coming next week but uh this week is going to be a special episode uh, not only because we're not talking about smackdown or rampage but if you followed me on Twitter or saw the video that I uploaded on um, my YouTube page, you might have noticed that my uh, wife and I, we both attended our first WWE uh, live event. We went to Raw uh, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It's the first time that they have been back in Toronto in three years, and this is our first time we've been able to go to our a live show. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'll give you guys a little backstory. So my wife and I, we've been together for uh, going to be six years in next week. So thank you very much on that. We've been this is going to be our first full year married. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> and uh, we were we've been you know we've built one of our biggest foundations of our relationship is our is our uh, just how much we ad- we appreciate and like watching wrestling together. Uh, you know she was a wrestling fan. Back in the in the prime attitude era, she was a big Stone Cold fan with her dad back in the day, and I was the era just after that, more of the at the ruthless ruthless aggression era, and a bit of the PG era before I backed out of it. And we both got back into it together. We watched uh, WrestleMania something when John Cena and uh, one of the Bella Twins got married or whatever. It was a really solid WrestleMania. It was really a perfect WrestleMania for her because it got you introduced to a whole bunch of new cool characters. And the story, it was a very fun WrestleMania overall. I really enjoyed it myself. It was one of my favorite WrestleManias, uh, I have to say, myself. Yeah, so we were really excited to finally uh, get our opportunity because there was one opportunity that slipped between our fingers uh, before COVID happened. I believe it was an NXT little house show. I don't think it was live a live event. It was just, I, I believe it was an NXT house show. Uh, came to our hometown and we found out about it The like while the show was going on. We're like, oh, what the fuck? If we had any idea that it was happening, we we're going to be there for sure. So we missed out on that and we were like really upset. And then, of course, COVID happened. So everything, there's just no way, Jose, that shit was coming to Canada for a really long time. And then this time, when I the second I heard that it was coming to Canada, I was like, holy shit. We have, I was like, we have to go. So we got tickets. They're fairly cheap, I must say. Like, we got a uh, higher level in Scotiabank, like the third tier level, I guess. It wasn't down low, but it was great seats. I mean, uh, if you look up on my Twitter page or the video on YouTube, you could see where I was sitting, like the, the view that I had. And I enjoyed it, man. It was really good. It's a, a similar area where we sat the first time I went to a Leaf game. 
Uh, it was a higher, at the third tier level, and it just gives you a good view of everything, like, and uh, you don't spend too much money just in case you didn't like it, because uh, honestly, we didn't like our time going to that Toronto Maple Leafs game. I believe it was 2016 or 17 we went to see the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Winnipeg Jets. And the Leafs lost, I think it was 2-1. to one. It was an okay game, but uh, sadly my wife got, like, she was literally catching the flu as we were on the train up there. So she was feeling not good the whole time. And there were some really annoying fans around us that were really yucking the yum. So, yeah, we didn't like our experience there. And uh, I did go to a Leaf game with my buddy Billy and my buddy Kyle. Uh, we went to see the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Islanders. The first time the Islanders were going to uh, face John Tavares. And the Islanders absolutely stomped them. I think it was 5 nothing. It may have been 6 nothing, But it was an absolute piece of shit fucking game. We got primo, tech, pr primo seats were down in the lower bowl. Where, like, I don't know, maybe six rows back from the glass so we got really good seats cost a fortune it literally cost me like four hundred dollars for that ticket it was fucking insane but i wanted that experience i wanted to get really close to the players and again that experience like not only was that probably the worst game the leafs played in three years or five years like a long time it was absolutely terrible an embarrassment um <clears throat> the atmosphere was obviously terrible the crowd was dead because they were getting stomped uh, all the people around us were older people that just seemed to be more interested in ordering a chicken sandwich off the menu than, you know, watching the hockey game. I get it, because the game was trash, but, you know, I was upset because I spent so much money, and that, you know, $400 is a lot of money for me, and for probably any normal fan, uh, I'm not rich, but I wanted to go down there with my buddies and have a good time. <clears throat> and no one around us was having a good time except the one Islanders fan. I believe he was wearing a Barzal jersey and Barzal scored a hat trick. So, you know, we're, I was totally fine with him having a good time. And for the most part, the Islanders fans that were there were mostly okay. There was one guy in the bathroom that was being a little bit of a dick. But, you know, that you know we're in the bathroom. That's where all the dicks hang out. So, you know, you have to, you have, to have a dick in the bathroom. It always happens. But um, anyway, back to our Monday Night Raw experience. So we were really excited. Like, we're actually getting you know, as the day was coming and the day of, like, before we went, like, we were both getting really excited, so we drive to the GO station, we get the train to Union, and we're there, um, everything was going smoothly, nice trip up, f solid GO train ride up, no problems, we get to the Scotiabank, and, uh, you know, it's, we haven't been there in th over three years, so it's been a while since we've been there, so some things have changed, and, uh, we got a little bit lost, we had about a half hour before gates opened, so we, we had enough time, but I was really desperate to get this Edge Toronto Maple Leaf shirt that they were uh, selling for one night only, apparently, at the venue at the Scotiabank that night. I really wanted to get my hands on that, so we wanted to get I wanted to get there a little early so I had a chance maybe to get my hands on one. So we're there, we're walking in, and we're just kind of following a group of people. They looked like wrestling fans to us for the most part. A lot of confused people, you know, everyone was looking around because everything was so weird and different but um we're following these crowd of people but we're looking at the sign and it's saying we're going to the cn tower and we're going to towards rogers place i'm like okay okay that's enough and uh we need to stop and look okay, here we're definitely going the wrong way because we're not going to rogers center turns out imagine dragons was playing at the rogers center that night so we're, we almost went to imagine dragons by accident instead of our raw events so that would have been really funny so we stopped asked for some help a very nice older gentleman helped us he was like I'm going that way, come with us, or come with me, he's just this great young, or not young, he was an older,
older man, but he fucking knew the place. And he was like, he took us right to right to where we needed to go, and fucking we thanked him so much. It was amazing. Thank you so much, young or he was he acted young, damn it, but uh, he was an older gentleman. But um, yeah, what a gentleman he was. And uh, thank you, sir, if you are listening by chance. That's amazing. A uh, great Canadian attitude right there. So we finally get to the venue. Sadly, we didn't have a whole lot of time because the gates were... The show was beginning at 7.30 because in a live event, you get dark matches that are little matches that happen before the live cameras go on air. So we wanted to get... We wanted to get the whole experience. So at this point, I was like... We had like maybe like a little over five, maybe ten minutes tops to get to the... All the way up the stairs and get to our area and find our seats. So I was like, fuck it. Okay, we'll not get the shirt. And I literally passed two, two places that were selling the shirt, and I saw them, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And I was telling my wife earlier, I was like, man, if they're doing this for one night, they're coming to Canada, it's Edge, they, they gotta have, like, 30,000, maybe even 50,000 of these shirts, because, like, you know, you gotta think at minimum, maybe every other fan's going to get one, maybe two shirts, so that's gonna be a lot of shirts. So I was hoping that, uh, you know, I just wanted to get to my seat and get, you know, the matches where we literally heard the bell and the matches were starting. So we're like, let's just get our, get to our seats. We're so excited. I was like, fuck the shirt. I saw that was $40. I was like, well, that's a disgusting amount of money for a t-shirt, but it, it was sharp. It was a very nice sharp t-shirt. And uh, I saw it twice in two different places. I was like, oh, cool. And I felt very confident that I'd be able to get one later on in the night. So we get there, we watched the dark matches. One had, I think it was a tag team match with, um, Mustafa Ali and uh, someone and Dijakovic or something. It was good. Like at this point, I was just really taking it in. I was our adrenaline was very high, so I I didn't take notes on the <clears throat> on the dark match because at, at this point we're just getting accustomed to our seat. You know, or I was introducing ourselves to the people next to us because we had really nice people beside us. You know, one was just a dad who seemed to be with like I don't know one of his one of his brothers, and he had. Two or three young children, I don't know, but they definitely, the young kids were super big into WWE and like they were chatting to me and I was going on with them. They're like, oh, do you think, who do you think is going to win? Do you think we're going to see Edge? And I was like, oh, oh, hell yeah. Well, I wasn't swearing at them. I, I swore, but you know, not at them. I couldn't help myself. I was so, I was having such a good time that night. But um, yeah, I was having a good time. The kids were having a great time and the dad was just. Anyway, well, I won't talk too much about them, but yeah, we, you know, we we're just getting a customer seat, so I didn't get too many notes, but dark matches were sweet. I was getting, you know, just a great view. I was getting comfortable. Uh, I snuck in some snacks because, you know, security was, wasn't was very good, I must say. Like, uh, the metal detector went off on me, and he was just like, just go ahead. It doesn't matter. I was like, okay then, so that's concerning, but anyway... Got uh, some Reese's Pieces stuck up in there. Got an old Henry bar, you know, some Canadian snacks, I think. Oh, no, I know Henry bar is Canadian. I have no idea. I know Reese's peanut butter cup isn't. I had one of those, and I had my pepperoni sticks. My I, I love pepperoni sticks. It's my favorite snack of all time, so I definitely snuck in some pepperoni sticks in a little baggie. Uh, don't worry about that. So uh, we, were, we were ready to go because I ain't paying a whole shitload of money for a little bag of popcorn and a, and a drink, like $500,000 for that. So fuck that shit. Anyway, so we're in our seats. We're having a great time, you know, uh, getting catching a little bit of video, getting getting uh, the atmosphere. It was very very loud. I must say, the music was bumping. Like, uh, I would say it was a, a, quite a bit louder than when uh, I went to my Leaf games both times, and we were far up there. So I don't know if it was because we're uh, close to a speaker by chance. I didn't really catch a speaker around, but uh, yeah, it was quite loud. Uh, the next time we go, we were we. <clears throat> my wife said at least that. 
she would uh, bring some earplugs the next time because, yeah, it was quite loud. And the fireworks especially were really loud. And literally, they scared the fuck out of me every single time they went off. Um, yeah, I was a little high, but um, I'm not going to worry about what was on that. It was the, the fact that they were extremely loud. And the first one got me because I forgot about fireworks. I was just taking it and the music and everything else. And then, like, bam, 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 bam. I was like, oh, my Jesus Christ. Scared the crap out of me. But, um... <clears throat> Okay, enough of that. Let's get into the show. So um, I did. Um, I didn't take any notes or anything while I was at the live event, but I went when I got home. Uh, I, I just remember what I could, and I took the notes that I, I took notes of uh, what I could when I got home. So uh, let's get into it. So the the show starts out right away. Uh, like once the cameras fucking turned on, it was cool because they're now they're like, oh okay, can we're going live in ten nine? And we get a countdown. Everyone's getting really excited. They you know the kids in front of us get the signs up. I was like, my wife was like, oh I should have brought my sign. That's like we didn't we just you know things. Uh, we were busy with work and stuff, and we're we're also planning like our our vacation and getting things ready for that. And uh, yeah, we forgot to buy WWE shirts because we wanted to have shirts for the show. And um, yeah, she wanted to make a sign for the show, but sadly we didn't get either of those things done in time. But we did end up buying shirts at the end of the show, not at the venue. We just decided that you know at the okay well. Okay, I'll just get to that since I talked about it. So at the end of the show, I deci we decided that we're just, you know, the show is going very well. We're comfortable in our seats. We're having a great time. We I just didn't decide to go up and get the shirt. I didn't think it was that important because I was just really wanted. I was just really infatuated with watching the show. I was absolutely adoring it. So, yeah, when we got out of the show, sadly, the Edge t-shirts were sold out building wide. And uh, the shirts remaining, they didn't have... Uh, they only had one shirt remaining in my size, a medium, and uh, it wasn't a shirt that I wanted. And the shirt that she wanted, literally the person right before her grabbed the Kevin Owens shirt that she was eyeing up. And uh, yeah, so we walked out of there with nothing, but we ordered some shirts on the WWE shop on the train ride home. So she got a Kevin Owens shirt, I got a Kevin Owens shirt, and I got a John Cena 8-bit shirt. So yeah, I, I got an extra shirt to make myself feel better about not getting the Edge Toronto Maple Leaf shirt. So haha, there's that. And they were much cheaper than buying them at the venue. On the website, there were uh, $20 for two of them, and then my Kevin Owens one cost $27. They wanted $40 a piece at the venue at the Scotiabank, so yeah. Uh, even though we had to pay a little bit more for shipping because we're Canadian, but if you're American, definitely buy from the shop because, yeah, it's a lot cheaper. So anyway, the show kicks off uh, with Riddle and Seth Rollins. They are fighting in the back. Then they're out in the crowd. Everyone's going absolutely fucking crazy. So am I, dude. Like, I'm already all the way in, dude. Like, I came here. We both went there on a mission. Like, we are going to be fully involved. We know all, almost every cheer and chant, and we were going to get involved. I told her that this show is going to be nuts because this is the first time they've come to Canada, and every time they come to Canada, it's always wild. We watched the SmackDown last week where they're in Montreal, and I told her, I was like, you think that was crazy? I'm like, the Toronto crowd, we're going to be even crazier than that. And I, I have to say, I believe we were crazier than that. I think Montreal's peak might have been better. I don't know. I wasn't there, but it was very loud on TV. But I have to say, dude, our peaks in Toronto, you tell me what you guys heard on television because we didn't watch the Raw on television. We just went with our live experience. I felt like we were pretty goddamn loud. I think we did a pretty damn good job. Uh, but yeah, they're the once they went out fighting in the crowd, everyone's going crazy. And you know, we had I had a great vision visuals of everything that went on. Honestly, our seats were great. I didn't have 
any hard times seeing anything even when they went on the opposite side of the ring and even if a guy was on the ground uh, we could see him like i had no problems with any visual the only thing that sucked was that there was a light that would sometimes shine like pretty much like right in my face a little bit like it would glare in my face which you know it was a little bit annoying but definitely didn't hurt my experience all that much i was like oh if you could just move that over just a little bit that'd be fantastic so after that nonsense, we get Trish Stratus is here. Oh my goodness. She gets a massive ovation. She's the hometown girl. She's from Toronto, Ontario. Allegedly, I don't know if she's actually from Toronto, but she claims to be. <clears throat> she says really nice things about Canada and being in Toronto and all that good stuff. Then Bailey, EO, and Dakota interrupt her. Um, they get this really fun booing... Uh, we had a really good time uh, booing Bailey here. There's no love for Bailey in Toronto. I was trying to give her some love, but I was just going with the flow, baby. Like whatever the crowd was doing, I was just going with it. I you I literally can't help myself. You like it, it's a it, if you're at a live show and you know, uh, yeah, just like when the chants start going, you just kind of go with it, man. Like at least we were. We're having a great time with the chants. Dakota was trying to like cover her ears from all the booing. <laughs> they were driving her absolutely crazy throughout the whole night. It was really funny. We liked that. Bailey talks shit to trash. We all boo the shit out of her until Bianca arrives. Oh man, I was going nuts for Bianca Belair. She got a really nice pop. She's very, very popular. It's it's nice to hear that live. How how nice of a pop she got. Uh, she comes out and just lays down the law and tells them to put some respect on Trish's name. Uh, I love what Bianca was saying about Trish, man. Big respect for uh, one of her idols there. Like she was really. Uh, really passionate and uh, she was really you could tell that she's really uh, truly an idol of one of hers I really was like fuck yeah Bianca fuck yeah and I was clapping clapping my hands my hands hurt from how much I was clapping man I clapped so goddamn much in this show I was oh I screamed like shockingly my voice is holding in pretty good I'm, I'm sucking on a lozagen right now uh, try and hold myself in there uh, surprisingly I didn't lose my voice completely and so far I'm doing good because I, I brought a whole bunch of like uh, they're not halls, but they're basically, you know, like lozenges for your throat. And I had a whole handful of those there just in case we were, you know, I thought ahead, man. I thought of this. I uh, love this opening seg uh, segment. So great to see Trish Stratus back in Canada. And, of course, I loved all the Canadian jabs thrown at us from Bailey. It was really funny. Actually, I don't even know if there was many jabs. But she did talk about Tim Hortons. So she gave, we gave some respect to Tim Hortons. She was like, yeah, Tim Hortons, right? And we're all like, eh, you know, like Tim Hortons isn't what it used to be, man. Like, I preferred it when it was more of just a coffee and donut shop. Now it just it's like almost a fucking Walmart. They sell everything at that at goddamn Tim Hortons now. So me personally, I just stick to getting um, coffee and the odd time, very rarely I'll get some Timbits every now and again because if I get a sweet tooth and I crave a donut, I'll usually just go with Timbits and just a variety so that I can get a whole different. But my favorite would be in Timbits uh, is the is the the French cru no the oh geez the sour cream glaze one oh it's so fucking good that might even be my favorite donut I really appreciate it but I do like myself a good fritter and uh, yeah man I'm I, I'm a fan of a donut I just don't get them very often I I try to eat healthy when I can. <clears throat> Okay, so after that, uh, goes into a tag team match. You got Eo Sky plus Dakota Kai. That's kind of difficult to say. We got Sky and Kai versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss. This is for in the women's tag team tournament. There's a, there was this really cute young fan in front of us. She was a huge Asuka fan, man. She was going absolutely insane. It was so freaking cute. Giving that a thumbs up because that was just adorable. I was so I was just so happy to see young kids because it just reminded me when I was a young kid and how insanely addicted I was when I was like, 
11, 12 years old to fucking Rey Mysterio and stuff. And every time I saw him, I would just go crazy every time I saw him on the TV. So that just brought a little bit of nostalgia. Nice to see that kids are still digging it. <clears throat> so cool to see a match live, dude. Like, um, I find it wild how loudly you can hear the ref's hands hit the mats for the for the pinfalls. I wonder how bad their hands must hurt, or, or like, is their whole hand a hold just callous or whatever? Because it was impressive to hear how like audible it was. It was very like I noticed that almost the first time I heard. It. I was like, holy fuck! Like, how hard is he hitting that? And the slams, man! Like hearing them hit the mat. Hitting the the ring, it's uh you know I love just the second I heard that wood and that then the body hitting the wood, I was like, mm. I got erected. I, I I got erect for just a hot second there. Okay, let's move on. Uh, they kept teasing Oscar versus Io, but Io keeps avoiding Oscar. Every time those two were in the ring, we were all going fucking crazy. We're like, yeah, and I was going crazy because I was like, fuck yeah, I've been waiting for this to happen for such a long time. But she kept getting out of the ring, and they wouldn't they wouldn't give it to us. But uh, they do end up finally going at each other in the ring, and the crowd was absolutely wild for that. So that's a thumbs up. Was a weird moment there where Asuka does like three spinning back fists in a row. I think, I don't know, I think it looked like something was messed up. I just noticed, I was like, huh, that was weird that she did like three in a row. I didn't notice that. It, it just looked like something was weird. So I don't know if you guys noticed something, if you guys noticed that as well, but I noticed it last. So um, yeah, it was something was weird about that one. Anyway, um,. <clears throat> Io and Dakota are able to steal the victory and move on in the women's tag tournament. So congratulations, Io and um, Dakota. Uh, watching this live with a hot crowd, man. Oh my god, it was so fucking fun. I am I am happy that Io and Dakota are moving on in the tournament. I feel like that's the right move to do. They're the new uh, up and coming new team. They're the new hot the new hotness, as to say, on the roster. So I think it's right that they got a win over two. Um, competitive, like Alexa Bliss and Asuka are both uh, former world or uh, women's champions, so them getting a win over them makes a lot of sense to me because they are a fairly just kind of a uh, glued together tag team last second. And I can understand that EO and Dakota, they maybe been training together for the last little while and developed a chemistry. So I can believe uh, them winning is um, believable, and I think it was the right thing to do. So I enjoyed that match. But we did feel like it was a little bit long, though. I liked it, but uh, the you know people around me were getting a little bit restless. They're like, "Oh, when's it gonna end?" I was like, "I was enjoying the though, man. Like, I was all in. I, I don't know. I didn't really know what to score. I was just, I can't really score. Like, I would give it a seven out of ten just because it was uh, the first match that I saw live. So I was all in, man. I was just fucking zoned in, absolutely adoring this." Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor is up next. I have to say Finn's entrance was really awesome live, even though it's not the old entrance that he used to do. His new one and the Judgment Day, day the Judgment Day that he's doing is really cool. And on top of that, he's rocking a cool new entrance theme that my wife pointed out. And I didn't even notice, dude, because I was just like in awe of like the smoke and the music was fuck I I well, I mean the music was bumping, but I didn't know it was new. I was just like just taking in the visuals because it was so fucking cool. Uh, so I'm gonna give that a thumbs up as well. Rhea Ripley was getting into it with one with one of the few, with one of the fans down uh down in the the I don't know the lower area the lower bowl what the fuck do you call it I don't know really clo close enough that the dude was like right up in her face almost like they could definitely touch each other, and she was giving him the business. I didn't hear what she said from up there, but that dude looked fired up. So uh, that was really funny. I was getting a good laugh out of that. I was like freaking. I did get video of that, so I might toss that one. I don't know if I got video video or I put that one up on Snapchat, but I definitely I remember it. So it was fucking funny. I was having a giggle. We were going absolutely banana for Dolph Ziggler. Like, my, I don't know, our area was great, man. We had a whole bunch of great people up there. 
except for the one time, for the one moment there, there was a little bit of a fight going on, uh, just over to my right, not very far from us, near the entranceway, uh, I didn't really catch what was going on, all I know is the dad beside me was like, fight, 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 and I was like, what, and I just looked over, and there was a bunch of dudes, and well, by the time I looked over, and figured out what the heck was going on. This, there was a bunch of security, and they were, uh, I guess, ejected from the building more than likely because there's not much of a tolerance for that shit in the Scotiabank arena. So whatever, uh, nothing. I didn't get hurt, and uh, it was a slight little bit of uh, entertainment for me on the side. So very nice for me. Uh, but Balor was able to hit the coup de grace for the victory, sadly. I thought it was a really good match, though. The Ziggler comeback was a lot of fun. It was a really good back-and-forth match. The crowd was hot for this one. We were really rooting for Zig Zig and his comeback. Like, that was the funnest part for us because we were go really going nuts when he hit the fucking the Famouser and then he got the zigzag and that near fall was absolutely... Oh, it was so good. We were... Oh, I just loved... I loved the crowd, man. It was so much fun. Everyone was so uh, invested in this. Like, you can tell... Everyone was itching to uh, get to the show. It was, it was a sold-out barn, man. Like, there were not very many, if any, empty seats. Like, it was fully packed, and it was loud. It was very, very fucking fun. And here is one of the funnest parts of the show for us. Uh, Alpha, Alpha Academy shooshes the crowd. I was so excited for this. I was like, yes, we're going to get shooshed, and we're going to get chirped. I can't wait, because I just love people chirping Canadians. I think it's absolutely hilarious, and I absolutely love people chirping my Leafs. I, I'm at the point now that I'm I'm callous to that stuff. You can talk shit about my Leafs all you want. I talk shit about my Leafs, too. So there's nothing that I haven't heard already, man. I've been a Leafs fan for over 20 years, so I've been I've been chirped by news, sports news guys in my home, in uh, my, my town that I am at, and I was like, who the fuck was that mean man? And my friend was like, that guy is on the, the news station. I was like, oh my god, what a, what a terrible man. But um, yeah, I, 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 I can laugh at a good leaf chirp. I, I really appreciate appreciate them. Uh, I did did like the match. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Uh, the the Ziggler and um, fucking Finn Balor match. Sorry, I don't, I don't remember if I fucking said the the score or not. But I'm giving that a seven out of ten. So anyway, Alpha Academy is out here. Gable comes out and says that they are accepting new students in Canada. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh my god, please pick me. I was like, please pick me, Chad. I was yelling and yelling, but I don't think he can hear me. I hope he did hear me. Uh, but couldn't find anything other than toothless hockey players. I had a good giggle about that. Just, oh, oh, the guy, like the guy beside me, and he was having a good time. You know, he had a drink or two into him, but he was just having a great time, you know, with his kids. I, he knew some wrestling. I don't know how hardcore of a fan, how hardcore of a fan he was, but he was able, we were able to talk about some stuff. So it was really fun. Oh, I'm just remembering, uh, Shelton Benjamin was on one of the dark matches at the beginning, and we were going fucking crazy for Shelton Benjamin, at least our little area. Uh, his kids were absolutely big Shelton fans. My wife adores Shelton Benjamin, and me personally, I love Shelton Benjamin too for all that amazing stuff that he did back in the day uh, and the Money in the Bank ladder matches, and I really like the gold standard Shelton Benjamin. So yeah, we were hot for Shelton Benjamin. It was fucking awesome. Uh, anyway, back to Chad Gable. He also starts to torch the Maple Leafs. It was so fucking hilarious. It was huge heat for Chad Gable, but I loved it, man. I was giggling and giving him a clap because uh, he was like, oh, even a team in Tampa Bay that doesn't even have ice can beat them. And they win two Stanley Cups and the Leafs can't. And they've been in the league forever. It's like, oh, classic. I was just, I was giggling just because of how mad everyone was getting. But yeah, it was really funny. Thumbs up for that. He offers up a open challenge and who answers the call? Holy crap, I can't believe we kind of forgot about this guy, but it's Canada's own Kevin 
Owens. This one was the first time that I jumped out of my seat and I was jumping around like a little fucking girl, like on freaking, or like the little boy, the N64 kid. I was screaming around and my wife was super excited. Kevin freaking Owens comes out and the crowd and myself, we collectively lose our fucking minds, dude. It was a massive pop. I don't know what it sounds like on TV, but uh, I know what it sounded like live, dude, and it was fucking loud and I was flipping out. Everyone around me was flipping out. Kevin Owens versus Chad Gable. Let's fucking go. KO is kicking ass out of the gate, but Gable got back into it just a little bit there. KO look, took a nasty-looking German suplex on the apron. Oh, that one was nasty. That one had everyone go, oh, collectively at the same time. We all saw that one coming. It was going to be nasty. Uh, but ultimately, ultimately, Gable eats a pop-up powerbomb, and KO gets the W. Absolutely love that I got to see the pop-up powerbomb uh, live. I absolutely love that freaking move. He he started using it a little bit less. He started going to the stunner more. But um, not only do we get the pop-up powerbomb, but um, after Otis attacks Kevin Owens, but Otis eats the stunner, then KO powerbombs Gable on top of Otis. That was a great spot. Thumbs up. We got everything that we wanted. The crowd was extremely hot for Kevin Owens. So, uh, I was so hot for Kevin Owens. I We bought two of his t-shirts. So fuck yeah, Kevin Owens. I love you, buddy. That was so freaking amazing. Thank you for giving me uh, the, the most excitement that I've had since, I don't know, getting married, which was only a year ago. But I don't know, the first time that I've gotten giddy like a schoolgirl school for a man in a long time. Maybe since Austin Matthews scored four goals in his first game is the last time I got that excited for, uh, for a man, <laughs> I guess, if I have to say it that way. And um, <clears throat> I loved Gable on the mic, man. Chirping the Canadian crowd was absolutely awesome. I was laughing my ass off. Thumbs up for that. Match was fine. It was a, a little longer. Uh, I wish it was a little bit longer than I expected. I thought it was, sorry, I thought it was fine. I honestly thought it was longer than I expected. I thought Kevin Owens was just going to come in and squash him immediately. But uh, um, Chad Gable did uh, give back some offense. So I was, I was happy with that. So it was fine. Next, we get Aaliyah versus Bailey. Aaliyah was, like, hyped up in the back by Trish Stratus a little bit, trying to remind the crowd that she is a hometown girl. I reminded uh, the people around around me that she was hometown. It took me a second. I don't know. I just kind of blurted it out before it was announced. I was like, oh, yeah, gee, she's Canadian. So that was something. And the guy was like, oh, really? And then he was, <laughs> it was good. But I was like, yeah, man, I think she's Canadian. So we got we popped for her just for being Canadian. But uh so it's Aaliyah versus Bailey here. Uh, honestly, it was not a big reaction f uh, from the crowd for the hometown girl Aaliyah, at least compared to the other ones. It was a fine, like it was a Canadian cheer, just yay, like especially when she got like they announced her she was from Toronto. Uh, but no one around even knew she was Canadian, other than the few people that heard heard me blurt out that she was Canadian, because uh, yeah, no one knew until they announced she was from Canada. Then she got the little Canadian cheer there. Uh, I felt bad for Aaliyah because she was, like, crying in the ring before the match started. Uh, she was getting emotional just because this is her first time uh, fighting in her hometown. So she was really, I don't know, nervous and just really happy. She's probably crushing one of her dreams that she had growing up as a child. And she's fighting Bailey, uh, and, and that's Bailey's first match that she's had in, since she's been gone. So that's a big deal for her. So, you know, it was kind of cute that she was crying. I, I was like, aw, feel feel kind of bad for her now. Uh, Bailey does get the W over Aaliyah. Crowd was pretty dead on this one. Uh, wasn't a very entertaining match overall. You know, Aaliyah isn't known to be the strongest worker. She's actually been around in the company for apparently nine years. I keep thinking that she's new because, I don't know, she, she's in and out of, like, roster spots, I guess. I don't recall her very much. Uh, I'm going to give the match a thumbs down because, like, crowd was pretty dead. Everyone around me was rather gone getting t-shirts or drinks. 
and stuff like that. So yeah, we were, I was just kind of invested in just watching it and just taking in the environment and kind of looking around, you know, I was just looking at, looking around at stuff that I wouldn't see normally on TV, like looking around at the back curtain, see if I see anyone popping around, seeing what the ring crew was doing, seeing what the cameramans are doing, stuff like that. Because that's what I, I really enjoy stuff like that. Just looking at the behind the scenes stuff that you wouldn't see on TV. I just really dig that shit. Aaliyah did uh, look like she was crying again outside the ring after uh, she lost the match. Uh, poor girl. Just couldn't get the big win at home. So uh, yeah, she looked pretty upset after that. Uh, but she walks off and we give her a cheer while she walks off. So yeah. Sorry Aaliyah, you couldn't get the big win, win but it is Bailey, and Bailey rules. Next, we move into The Miz and Champa. They're going up against AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. Uh, this one was cool. I just, uh, you know, that we're, I definitely noticed that we're at a commercial break here because the ring crew was out there bringing out Bobby Lashley's platform and his little pyro thing. I was like, oh shit, we know that Bobby Lashley's getting ready to come out. So uh, that was a cool. I really like Bobby Lashley's entrance and AJ Styles' entrance. They're both really uh, nice pop for AJ Styles. The kids really love him. And, like, I, I like AJ Styles quite a bit. I'm just going to get a sip of water here. Thank you very much. Mm. 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 Oh, my goodness. You know when you, have that, when you have that little tickle? That little tickle in the back of your throat? Oh, but when it actually goes away, when you get a nice good drink of water. So, oh, that was beyond satisfying, guys. You have no idea. Okay. Um, so, yeah, those entrances were really cool. Uh, the crowd was, is very hot for Bobby Lashley, man. I'm happy that Bobby is getting his due. He's a very good guy. As long as he's booked properly and he's just shown as being a monster, you know, he is what he is. He's a massive guy. He doesn't need to talk very much because he's not very good at it. I liked when MVP was with him. I think that was a match made in heaven. But Bobby Lashley is fine enough uh, talking as long as it's not very much. And he's good enough in the ring. So he's he's good for a big man. He's very, very impressive at, with his strength. Uh, but yeah, anyway, the match was a pretty standard tag team match. Miz and Champa were kicking AJ's ass for most of the match. He was AJ was doing you know all the all the working, all the bumping, and, and uh, waiting for Bobby to get that hot tag. So I, I knew how this was gonna go. Uh, Miz and Champa did a funny avoiding like fighting fighting uh, uh, the uh, AJ Styles spot. They just kept like running in and out of the ring, uh, and I, and then they, I got a kick out of that, so that's a thumbs up, I was giggling about that, because that's just classic Miz, and, and I like that seeing Champa able to, uh, you know, loosen up a little bit, and go with the flow with, uh, the Miz, and have a little bit of fun. AJ finally does get the hot tag to Bobby, he goes full Hulk mode, starts destroying everybody, he does a, he does this really impressive vertical suplex on Champa, he just holds him vertical forever, and then just slams him down, a thing of beauty, AJ was attacked by some hooded guy. Uh, we have no idea who he was. Like, he had dark brown hair or black hair or some shit. Uh, apparently, from what I read, he's just a plant. Uh, he, had, he wasn't supposed to be anybody, so apparently he was just supposed to distract the crowd, I guess. But I have no idea. It very well could have been uh, a, a fake guy or it could have been a real person, but security was all over that dude right away. But it could have very well been a, a, uh, a ploy to uh, make us distracted because right after that... Dexter Loomis appears from the crowd and drags the Miz out of the arena. That I was just dying for that. I was I was laughing because like just the way Dexter Loomis and the Miz is like, oh god, why is nobody helping me? All you Canadian people suck. And he just dragged him off off into the freaking I don't know. He just dra dragged him away out of the out of the arena. So that was freaking awesome. Thumbs up for that. 
The match is called off, though, because Loomis freaking just took the Miz away. But AJ and Bobby destroy Champa after, and the crowd is happy. We get the phenomenal forearm. We get the fucking spear. So all everyone's happy. The kids are happy. They absolutely love AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley. They were going banana. And I enjoyed both of them. I, I enjoy all four of these wrestlers. So I was just smitten. I was having a great time. Uh, the match overall was, um, excuse me, I'm moving my, I'm adjusting my candy. <laughs> it's not professional to have a candy in your mouth, I understand, but I'm using it for um, making my, my throat not sore, so fuck you. Match was alright. I'm liking The Miz and Champa's chemistry lately. They're, they're really funny together lately. I'm giving that a thumbs up. Those two are doing really well together because I really didn't expect it to work, and honestly, it is working quite well. Really interested to see what they are going to be doing with Dexter Loomis. Is he going to be on the main roster now, or will he be returning to NXT? And is he going to finally hook back up with Indy? Because she seems lost over there on NXT. So we'll have to find out just a little bit later. And then, holy fucking shit, the, the next part, dude. I, I had no idea this was coming, because I don't read anything. And I don't know if anyone really knew this was coming, but holy fucking shit, dude. I am so happy now. Uh, this alone was worth the the, um, the money that we paid for our ticket, which, again, was just like 120 bucks, so it wasn't very much. And um, holy shit, one of my favorite wrestlers in the business today uh, returns in Toronto, Canada, my first live event, it's Johnny fucking Gargano, Johnny Wrestling Returns, and that is, this is my second jumping up like a, a boy uh, getting his PS2, getting his favorite system, his most wanted present on Christmas Day, I was jumping up and screaming like, oh my god, like going absolutely insane, because like I said, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano is one of my favorite wrestlers in, in wrestling right now, maybe of all time, I haven't really thought about that, you want to hear something? Ooh, I hope you hear that. Did you hear that? I hope the I hope the I hope it got that one. Ooh, there's a little bit there. But seriously, dude, I went full on like crazy Beatles fan like back in the 60s Beatlemania when he came out, dude. Like I I literally like didn't believe it cuz like I heard the music and like it wasn't processing because he hasn't been here in nine months, and I didn't know if he was coming back to WWE or like how long he was going to be gone. If he was going to come back, I had no idea, dude. Like he went off the face of the earth for me because I just don't follow dudes once they leave uh, wrestling and they're doing their own thing. <clears throat> so I was just so this was a massive delight for me. I had no idea he was returning. And in Canada, of all places, man. Like, he's not even Canadian, so... But I think they just knew that the crowd was going to be hot. And it was going to be a good place to bring him back. So, yeah, dude. I was... We were fucking happy. I exploded. Um, he, he was... It was great for the crowd. But uh, I, I couldn't believe what... Uh, it couldn't have happened at a better time, honestly. Like I said, having it in Toronto, I think it was a really great time to pull that trigger. And I'm so fucking happy that he's back, dude. You have no idea. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the business today, like I said... Uh, so he starts telling us that uh, where he's been lately, he's had a child, and he's been busy changing diapers and stuff and being a daddy and uh, trying to figure out what he wanted to do with the, with his future. And uh, apparently what he wants to do with his future, he wants to get uh, gold in the WWE. And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. He wants to get an Intercontinental gold. He wants to get United States Championship gold. He wants to get the WWE Championship. I'm like, oh, buddy. I am hyped up. I'm just like, yeah, Johnny, anything you say, baby, I'll fucking eat it up. Yum, yum, yum. I'm just fucking, oh, just hanging on to the to the bars. I'm like at the edge of my seat, just hanging on to every word. And um, yeah, and, and then out of nowhere, Theory interrupts him to massive booze. I get a big laugh out of that. Theory is talking shit, but then he brings up uh, the good old days of when they were in NXT together. Theory offers Johnny a high five, and Johnny 
gives him a super kick instead. It was really awesome. He was like hyping up the high five. We're all like, oh, and then he kicks him in the face. We're like, oh, everyone collectively. It was so funny. Uh, absolutely loved it, man. Uh, welcome back, Johnny Wrestling. That's like a quadruple thumbs up. I am a huge Johnny Gargano mark. I adore some of the. Uh, some of my favorite matches over the last decade are, like, I would say, like, two or three of them are probably with him in it. So, yeah, he's been one of my favorites for uh, the last little while here. And uh, I cannot wait for him and Champa to meet back up, man, whenever that's coming. we It has to happen, right? I, we, I haven't seen it yet, but you got to know that those two uh, are going to meet. And what are they going to do? Are they going to be friends again? Or are they going to maybe bring back DIY? Because I think they could use a tag team. And uh, it would be interesting if... Um, Johnny is able to win over Champa th over the Miz, and then that would turn turn Champa back to a babyface, and then they could bring back DIY because uh, they could really use some tag teams in the WWE, and that is that would be one of the stronger ones, and it'd be fun to let them reunite because it has been a long time. They had a long singles run, so I think maybe just a year or two, maybe let them bring back DIY, and that would just you know let them get accustomed and start loving the business again like they used to, and with Triple H. Uh, running the show now it's it's great to see that two of his favorites in nxt are back on the roster together so this is fucking awesome now it is fucking main event time so after that explosion for me i just had to keep on going baby because everyone was uh excited for edge uh, but one thing that did happen before all of this, I don't remember if this happened right before, but there was a moment and I'm, I'm saying this is probably my favorite moment. This happened during one of the commercial breaks. Uh, we, we had, um, there's a couple cool things during commercial breaks that we got to see on the camera. There was a couple of uh, stone cold, uh, podcast little things they did on, on the, on the, on the jumbotron that were really fun. They had Bubba Ray Dudley. Uh, from the Dudley Boys on, uh, they were promoting him on his episode, and he was ranking. Um, they were doing a little game of like, which person did you put through a table? And they bring up two wrestlers, and he would say, "Oh, it was that guy." And then they would show the spot where he puts them through a table, and it was fucking awesome. They were, he was like, "Oh, Brock Lesnar or The Rock?" He was like, "Oh, The Rock," and they show him putting the Rock through the table. And then they he they even mentioned they're like. Like, oh, there was one guy that you never did put through a table there, son. And that was me, old Stone Cold. I got I got away with it there, son. And they looked like they were going to tease, like, putting Stone Cold through the table. But he was like, oh, no, I'm too old for that there, son. We'll just drink a beer. But anyway, uh, that was really funny. And uh, they did another Stone Cold one with... Um, with Mick Foley, they were promoting that, and they, they did a fun little game where Mick Foley was rating on a scale of 1 to 10 how painful some of his most iconic bumps were in the WWE, and we were loving that. Uh, one of them was, like, you know, him taking the slam um, onto the, what do you call it? I don't know, the sound system, and he gets, like, electrocuted. He was like, and I was, I don't know, my wife and I were playing, and I was like, a six! And he was like, three and i was like what the hell i was like oh that looked like it hurt and then he'd do another one and he was i'd be like seven he's like a three and i was like what the hell like the, jesus i know this guy's tough but damn and then we get to the classic hell in a cell one and he was like uh a seven i was like oh my goodness i was like that should have been the 10 out of 10 the by god by god actually i think that was a 10 my apologies that one was the 10 and that's the highest scale he's like 10 being back out by god so the hell in a cell bump both of them he was like I got a good laugh because Stone Cold's like, all right, what about the what about the Hell in the Cell match there? And he's like, which, which one off the cell was the worst one? Or like, how was the bump off of the Hell in the Cell? And Mick Foley's like, well, which one? Because there were two bumps that he took in that Hell in the Cell versus The Undertaker. So that was really fun. 
And then my favorite one was out of nowhere, you know, the announcer was like, all right, everybody, get up off your feet. We're having a fucking D. Well, he didn't say fuck, but I I was excited, dude. Uh, they're, have, they're like, it's a DX breakdown time. And they kicked up the DX music and they had like a picture of, you know, the video of DX. And dude, instantly I was like, oh my God, my wife and I got up and we're just doing the fucking crotch chops like crazy. And the little kid, like every time I stood up, I would stand up like I was whenever I would stand up he I'd look over and he'd be standing up with me it was really adorable and uh, so he was doing the little crotch chops we're all doing crotch chops and then out of nowhere I just realized I was like oh my god I just remembered from AEW I was like I look over at my wife she like looks at me with concern I'm like scissor me daddy so we do the fucking the acclaimed scissors we're having a blast dude that was honest to god probably my favorite part we had so much fun it was like a a five minute breakdown and we just fucking broke it down dude it felt like the attitude it felt like the old attitude era like at least everyone in my crowd dude we were just having a blast so that was honestly the highlight of my raw experience and that's saying a lot because the return of edge is in this but that was honestly the most fun that i had at that show it was so fucking fun but speaking of fun, let's get into this main event. It is Damian Priest versus Edge. They've been uh, having a feud with uh, the Judgment Day, or Edge has with the Judgment Day for the fat last few weeks. And Damian Priest being like his biggest one because that was his earliest protege, his first person to join. So they have a bit of a grudge match here. And oh my god, dude, the crowd was absolutely insane as expected when Edge came out. He got an absolutely massive ovation as he should. Uh, I was standing the whole time during his whole entrance. I was filming what I could and taking it in. I did, I did get scared by his fireworks, even though I knew they were coming. I was still like, Jesus Murphy, they're so freaking loud, goddammit. But, uh, oh my god, though. Uh, it goes to a break. I knew we were going to a commercial break, but during that break, Edge was just chilling in the corner, looking up at the roof, just taking it all in, man. Like, I, I it looked like I wish I got a picture of that. I was just staring at him in awe, man. I had a big old smile on my face the whole time. Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time, so I was absolutely geeking out and just had chills and absolutely just, wow. It was so chilling and amazing for me to see my favorite wrestler finally. And I thought that opportunity was gone, man because once he retired I thought that was it I was never going to be able to see him and now that he's back I'm so happy that I got to see him dude you have no idea and just watching him looking up at the rafters of of the building that he loved so much and had so many memories here in Scotiabank or the or the ACC wherever whatever it was called when he was there he had a lot of memories in this building and he was just taking it all in it was a really beautiful touching moment Beth Phoenix was also in the crowd. Uh, she was just barely holding it together for her husband. It showed her on the Jumbotron, and her eyes were watered up so bad, but I completely understand, like, how emo... I couldn't imagine. Like, I can't imagine, but I, 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 don't, I can't imagine. I haven't been that emotional uh, for my wife, like, you know, in a moment. Like, I, I was very proud of her for numerous moments, but, um, wow, she just looked so proud and, and emotional for her husband. She understood how amazingly important and... And big this moment was for her husband, so that was really sweet to see. Uh, I enjoyed the opening when Edge outsmarted Damien, uh, made him look absolutely silly. He goes for the, you know, the uh, the leapfrog, and Edge just stops and shoves him down. I have never seen a shove that I, I literally just busted out laughing. That was so fucking funny. That's a thumbs up and, and a giggle, for sure. <laughs> Definitely getting a giggle. Priest power bombs Edge through the fucking announcer's table. Holy fucking shit. We got a couple holy shits out of us tonight. I, I absolutely adored that's one of my favorite chants. Just holy shit. Holy shit. That is a double thumbs up right there. 
Edge does, I don't know if I got, I'm getting all this in the proper order, but these are the things that I remember. Edge hit this gnarly looking powerbomb onto the barricade outside the ring. Like, like Damien's back just went ilk. Like, oh, he just looks so brutal. And it was right in front of Beth Phoenix. And she looked absolutely concerned. Even though she hates Damien, she looked like she was like, oh my God, like that looked absolutely, you're, are you okay, dude? <laughs> but after that, I know uh, Edge hit a beautiful Frankensteiner out of nowhere. I don't know the last time that he hit that. Uh, it was absolutely a thing of beauty. He hit all the all the moves, dude. He got the educator, the education was shown off, and we got the Edge Omatic. So like all the Edge fucking related name moves, they were all shown off here. So I was absolutely adoring that. Double thumbs up. The ref takes a bump and he is down. So Damien grabs some some chairs, but Edge avoids the attack and chokes Damien with a piece of the chair. That is a thumbs up. It was really, the crowd was going banana for that, of course. Damien gets a chair uh, shot on Edge, but Edge just barely kicks out. The ref gets in there and does like a slowish count, and Edge is able to get the kick out there. Edge with a Canadian Destroyer. Holy fucking shit. I think I, I lost it for that one, and my that's one of my wife's favorite moves. So she was going crazy, so that's a thumbs up. He, Edge hits the spear and gets the W for the hometown hero. Holy fuck. Fuck yes. This was so much fun, dude. The match was all in the whole match. We loved every single thing. We we booed every single thing that Damien did. Edge pulled off some really big moves. Like I said, the Frankensteiner was beautiful. He pulled off all the classic Edge moves. We got the spear finish. It was beautiful. It was a great fucking Edge, classic Edge match. And Damien was was good himself, man. He was. You can also tell that he was enjoying the heat that he was getting from the crowd. Um, we did give him some what chants uh, when he was talking earlier. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a fan of the what chants, but they are fun to do live. We only only recall us doing it the one time, and it was really fun because it was really loud. But I kind of understand the the appeal of the what chants now because they are fucking fun to do live. I'm not. I I, I must say, um, dude. I had an absolute blast watching this match live. I can't help but give this uh, 8.5 out of 10 because, Jesus, dude, this match was just meant so much to me. There's uh, just, like I said, this is the first time I get to see my favorite wrestler of all time wrestle a match, and it was in his hometown. It was very emotional. Uh, like, I didn't cry, but you can tell it was a huge moment for him, and I was just so happy I was there to share it with him. Uh, so after the match, Finn and Rhea come down to beat down Edge, but then Beth Phoenix runs in and uh, from the crowd with a chair and saves her husband. She just holds off Rhea Ripley. She's acting like an absolute fucking insane black bear mama protecting her cub, uh, protecting her husband. Uh, very interested to see what they are going to do with Judgment Day going forward. It really appears that Rhea Ripley is the leader, or at least should be, of this group, but uh, Damien definitely got... Um, I would say a little bit of um, respect. I don't know. I always liked Damian Priest, uh, except for what he's been doing with Judgment Day recently. I liked it more when it was him and Edge. I liked that Damian more. Now that Finn and Rhea are in it, he's kind of like fallen back in the lineup of that group because Finn's the newest and Rhea is the best. So, uh, yeah, Damian's kind of the odd man out. But anyway... Uh, are they done with Edge? Are we done with this feud? Or are we going into a program now with, like, Beth Phoenix and Edge? Because now, is Beth going to get involved with this? Because I would love to see Beth Phoenix versus Rhea Ripley. That would be fucking awesome. And I know that Beth Phoenix can still go in the ring. So, and, um, yeah, so after the show... Uh, when the cameras were done, uh, I was really excited for this part because I was so excited to see what happens after the cameras go down. And we got a treat, man. We got an absolute treat. Uh, after the show ended, Edge gave us uh, 
gave the crowd, gave us this beautiful speech, thanking us for everything, you know, telling us about his battle, you know, forced to retire and then spending nine years, you know, thinking about everything, becoming a father of, of two daughters, becoming a husband, becoming a new man, re, you know, re-establishing, you know, what it's like to live a life not wrestling. But then he knew that itch was still there and he knew that he was robbed of finishing his career the way he wanted to. So he did everything that he could. He worked his absolute ass off to get back into the WWE and, and have another match, at least one more match that he can be proud of and say goodbye the proper way. And, uh, dude, he fucking did it. He he defied the odds. The doctor said that he is fine to come back. And three years ago, I think roughly three years ago, two years ago, he came back and I was like, holy shit, like emotional for me because like I remember the day he retired. That was like, oh my God, that was so devastating. Like that's, that was more devastating than the day Phil Kessel got traded for me. Uh, Cause you know, Phil Kessel got traded. That was a really bad day for me, man. I love Phil Kessel and I loved edge and edge was one of the driving reasons why I watched wrestling for so much longer than I felt I wanted to, because I just loved him so much and he was so good. Uh, but once he started getting hurt and stuff, it was hard for me to keep going. And then he was forced to retire. And then like, yeah, that really just like was a dagger for me. That was so soul crushing. It just kind of hurt me and wrestling for a little bit. And then it went into a darker era that I just wasn't into anymore. But anyway, uh, we got that beautiful speech. Uh, we give, we give a, we gave edge a massive standing ovation. Like I stood up for the whole time he was talking, like talk for over five minutes. Like I said, I have the video of it on YouTube. If you want to check it out, it's something that you can't see. Uh, on the live broadcast as far as I know. So if you want to look uh, behind the scenes, go check out my YouTube channel or check it out on Twitter. I have the link on there as well. So you can go up there and check that out. It was really, really beautiful speech. I really love it. I'm so happy that I got that recorded. Uh, it was a beautiful moment. Like I just said, uh, I'm happy I was there to see it. My wife and I had a blast, dude. Like our first live WWE show, I'd highly recommend it to any wrestling fan. If you haven't gone to a live show, absolutely get out there and try your best to go to one of these live shows. It's absolutely worth it, especially if you know just a few of the chants. Oh my God, it makes a, a total difference. And um, dude, being there live was tre oh, a tremendous experience. We cannot wait to go back to another one. We're hoping uh, the AEW show is coming to Toronto as well, and the tickets are going on sale soon, so we're hoping to be able to go to that as well, because we had a blast, dude. An absolute blast. Like, she loved it, I loved it. I'm giving our experience at the live show an 8 out of 10. It was a great time. Uh, like, we are looking forward to it to come back next year. Uh, Edge did say, he teased a little bit, um, you know, if I'll spoil one part of the video, because it's kind of a quick spot, so you may miss it, but he does kind of tease the fact that, um, they usually come they on a regular schedule, you know, before the pandemic, they, he said that they usually like to come to Canada in August. So he was saying that in a perfect world, if everything goes right, you know, barring injury or anything terrible, he would like to have his final match in Toronto, Canada. So he's ho he was he's planning on maybe retiring next August in Toronto, Canada. He's like, if everything goes right. So that's not a guarantee or a promise. He's just saying in a perfect world. So him saying that, you know, I was devastated to hear that. I was like, no, I was hoping that he was going to be back for like maybe two or three more years because there's so many more people. I think that he can fight and have so many more great matches, but I completely understand. I want him to go out on his own terms and if he can do that in Toronto Canada next summer 
oh my God, I want to be there for that for sure. And if I can, dude, my wife and I uh, are, would love to get down into the closer area and get down there because at the end of the show, dude, Edge went around and literally hugged almost every single person around the ring that was there. He, he touched and interacted with every single person and I would I would pay $500, you know, whatever it costs to have gotten a hug from Edge. You don't know how much I would have not washed myself for quite some time and just like, that would that'd be a moment I'd never forget. Like a hug from that man at that moment because you can tell like especially the first person that he grabbed like that was such a powerful like so much emotion in that hug and just the way that i watched him hug and interact with every single person i was like oh my god just a big old smile on my face it was like watching i don't know i felt like a proud father or something watching his kid just like crushing it it was just like my favorite dude out there crushing life like and i'm so proud of him so happy for edge dude and uh honestly there was a a, a few fu- there was a funny group of guys like I, I don't i didn't like turn around much and like stare at them and get a good identification of them but they were loud enough that i can overhear their conversations they weren't obnoxious or anything but they were funny you can tell that they're like spit and chiclets guys because a they were talking about spit and chiclets and stuff like that so they're like that kind of crowd they're so i was getting a kick out of them this is some really funny shit but uh before i get into the funny shit that they were talking about they um you could tell one of the friends or at least two of them were one you can tell was like a closet uh really big fan because he knew almost everybody and he was pulling out some old stuff so you could tell this guy was a fan but he had a few friends there that were kind of chirping it you could tell they were like big ufc fans and they're like oh this crap is fake and all that stuff and like i wasn't offended by that i totally get it dude but you know i've been a wrestling fan for so long i understand like yes i under- i'm not a fool and i understand that it's all it's rigged and all that crap and it's and it's it's worked spots and stuff, but I also understand that you they the wrestlers do get hurt. It does hurt to be a wrestler quite a lot. It's not an easy job whatsoever, and they do it for entertainment. They do it for us, and I, there's a ton of respect behind the wrestling business, and I give them all my all my respect to their the wrestling craft. So, and you can tell that's one one of the great things about the Canadian crowd because we go all in, dude. We don't care. We we all realize that it's fake and stuff, but we also realize that it's fun and it's entertaining, and we know the chance. We like to get engaged and boo and and scream and yell and have a great time. And dude, it was the to this date the funnest live event I've ever been to. I've been to a handful of concerts. It out out outshines every concert I've been to. I've been to a couple of Leaf games. It way outclasses that. Like I'm never going to see a Leaf game in the Scotiabank arena ever again if i'm going to watch a leaf game it's going to be out in the square of toronto with the real fans are and not inside the building with the with the suits that are in there because the two times that i went there the crowd sucked um half the people there are just there for business meetings or and business talks and whatnot and a lot of them just aren't real fans or or they're just too old or they just don't or a lot of them are too anxious and i get all that but me if i'm spending four hundred dollars or two hundred dollars to sit there for three hours i'm gonna try and get my, my my money's worth and i'm gonna have a good time and i just didn't like the people like just ignoring the game and they're just more interested in other shit so like i just didn't like the vibe in the in the scotia bank arena during both of my times watching leaf games there but literally immediately my wife got we got up and we the second i looked through the curtain that we walked by and i saw the arena i was already like holy shit like i saw the smoke from the pyro i saw like i just saw the crowd and i heard you could just hear the rumbling you can hear the the 
the excitement in the building like way way more than you did in, in the two leaf games like in there you can just feel anxiety and tension when you go to a leaf game it's way different at this at this wwe show you could just tell it was going to be a good time right away like oh and dude it's it was so fucking good i cannot wait to go back like whenever it's here man i am definitely going to try my best and um i'm, I'm even trying to convince some of my buddies like my buddy billy he's he's a in and out wrestling fan he tries his best to keep on to it but he's a busy guy and he can't keep up uh with all the wrestling because there's so much wrestling like i even struggle and that's like at least 75 percent of my media intake and the other 25 percent is probably like youtube and like you know and, and then once hockey starts then you know the percentages move but you know hockey ufc a little bit and uh, so on and so forth. I guess since I just talked about UFC, uh, I'm done with uh, talking about Raw. That was it. So after Edge um, did his little speech and hugged, we, my wife and I left. And then I'll just mention again, we tried to get shirts, but uh, A, they're too expensive. And they didn't have ones that we wanted. So we just ordered them online, like I said earlier. And then uh, on top of that, um, it was a little bit stressful walking out of there because everyone was a little you know, crazy trying to get merch. And uh, we just wanted to, you know, we're ready to go home. My wife has to work early, and uh, so she was tired. It was already, like, 11.30 at that point, and, yeah, so she was tired, and we still had an hour-long train ride and then, like, a 45-minute drive home. So we were anxious to get home, and, like, we were just ready, you know, just we just wanted to sit down and just talk about it. So once we got, we fucking just cleared getting to the train with, like, literally 10 seconds left. We, we got to the steps where we f saw our train was and uh, we ran we got to the bottom of the steps and they were big steps dude like i'd say like a 20 set fucking set stairway it was big and the the train attendee guy was like you guys gotta hurry you got 10 seconds the doors are closing and we fucking booked it up the stairs and i literally like jumped through the door like almost indiana jones style it was so fucking epic so yeah we saved like 15 20 minutes you know catching that train right then it wasn't like we we're gonna miss our train home but we did we we're able to get home like 20 minutes earlier so that was clutch and then we had a great tra train ride home, man. We just fucking, we ordered t-shirts. We just talked about, you know, <laughs> the show and how fucking fun it was. And I didn't tell you about the the funny things that the, the guys behind me were saying. That was one of the things we talked about on the train. So at one point, <laughs> one dude was just like, do you think uh, with uh, six months of training, I could take Amanda Nunez? And I was like, I instantly almost just turned around in instinct and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, bro. Okay, this isn't to me. This is like we didn't. I didn't talk to them at all. Like I wanted to, but I was just giggling, and we, my wife and I were giggling because, a, it's really loud, so you can literally only hear the person beside you, and so like and like I would le I would lean over once in a while when the kid was talking to me so I can hear him. So yeah, it was really loud, so you couldn't hear too much. There were a couple guys like maybe a two rows down and a little over that had like really loud, boisterous. Uh, voices and i'm not gonna lie i was loud and the only way people were able to hear me i got a couple giggles out of people i was really proud of myself and we got some chants started which were really dope we got a shelton benjamin chant started with the kids it was so awesome because the kids adored shelton benjamin and my wife was going crazy so the second the kids started going shelton my wife and i joined in and then the dad they got it going and then our little area got the big chant going and then you can hear it throughout the it was fucking unreal dude like i tried a couple times to get a chant going at the Leafs show and there was a guy behind me that was trying desperately to get it going and no one was biting i felt bad for him but he was drunk drunk and obnoxious so i can understand that but the fact that like 
Yeah, like nothing at all. And we did so much chanting and going crazy at the Raw show. It was fucking unbelievable, dude. I'm so happy. So, yeah, he's talking about taking Amanda Nunez on. He's like, yeah, I think with uh, six months or a year of training, I got, you know, I got six inches on her. And, uh, yeah, I think. And then the one dude's just like, shut the fuck up, dude. She was absolutely destroy you. And he's like, what about three years of training? And before the other guy can even rebuttal, the guy was like, silverback gorilla and a samurai sword. Could you take the gorilla? And I was like, I was literally just, my, <laughs> I was just fucking laughing. And, like, I didn't know. I couldn't tell if my wife was catching it uh, because she was, you know, I was letting her just do her own thing. So I didn't I didn't catch that she was laughing. But we did. We, we were laughing about it like crazy at home and on the train ride home because we were both just laughing at this because she definitely heard it. And we were talking about it after. It was absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, just the way they we're talking. Like classic, you know, drunk or stoned college kid talk. Like, oh, bro. Do you think you could take a bear, like, with your bare hands? It's like, no, dude, that, do you, I, I was like, I was just, like, going off in, in the car ride home. I was like, it's a silverback gorilla. That is one of the most dangerous animals on the planet. I don't give a fuck if you have a samurai sword. If you stab that gorilla in the face with that samurai sword, it will no-sell that sword to the face, and it'll eat you, it'll rip you apart in a way that I don't even want to describe to you. So... Yeah, I was very, very tentative to turn around and talk to these guys because, A, they sounded like a good time. And uh, I just wanted to get join in. But, you know, I was just, I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to be involved with my wife. And I, I had enough interaction with people with the nice uh, family of kids and, and the dad with their, I was having a blast with that. So I didn't want to go because there was a big group of them behind me, like probably six or seven of them. So they were having a great time. And I was just entertained at some of the stuff they were saying. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Just a little shout out to the college guys behind me. You guys were hilarious. Um, yeah, I don't think you could take Amanda Nunes. I don't, I don't care <laughs> how much training you are. She, uh, she's one of the best fighters in the world. That's why she's in the UFC. So yeah, no way, buddy. Okay. I think that's it for raw that I'm going to talk about. As far as I know, that's all I can remember that happened. It was a fucking unreal thing though, though, man, like it, like I said, if you haven't gone to a live show, or even if you have gone to a live show, tell me what live show have you gone to? How many have you gone to? Have you gone to a pay-per-view? Because I, I, that's one thing that my wife and I fear we may not be able to get a chance to go to, because the chances of pay-per-views coming to Canada are slim to none, because, like, it would have to line up pretty well, and, like, the only pay-per-view, like, SummerSlam is close, but I just don't believe that they would ever do a big four pay-per-view in Canada, because of how big their pay-per-views have gotten, so, I mean, we we have the arena that could hold like 40,000 people, I believe, here in Toronto or in Hamilton or something. There's somewhere where you can have a big venue in Canada. And I don't know why they don't come here like at least two or three times a year because honestly, I think we're one of the hottest crowds in the WWE universe. And uh, I'm really excited for. Uh, I would have to give a shout out to the European crowd as well. They've been fantastic. And there's tons of places in the United States that are a great crowd. I want to give a little shout out to Cleveland. Uh, they had a show this week. Uh, they have a show this week in um, AEW. And they're an amazing crowd because they were... Uh, they had a show in Cleveland a few weeks ago, a Raw, and I had to I sh I gave them a shout out in that review that they were a really good crowd. That is a good ass sports crowd. I really appreciate the Cleveland crowd because they've gone through some shit with their sports team. I think they're just happy that they finally got it with LeBron, so they're gonna have like 25 years of bliss just with that championship alone because, God, they wanted that one so freaking badly. So um, yeah, that was really cool. 
Uh, so yeah, my wife and I enjoyed uh, our experience so much. I am I'm, I'm going to gush uh, to it to my friends and try and convince them to maybe one day get a whole group of us to go to a live show because that would be so much fucking fun. But uh, yeah, dude, uh, if it's in your if it's in your uh, town, just look it up on SeatGeek or wherever you get your tickets, wherever you want. I'm not sponsored by SeatGeek or anything. Um, that's just where I got mine, and I found I found that you know getting two tickets for roughly uh, $110 to $130. My seats were excellent. I really liked my seats. Zero complaints. Um, for two tickets, you know, for uh, $260 uh, with a train ride that cost us $30 and a short car ride and some gas, you know, overall for that um, amount of fun that we had and the amount of memories that we taken or and made that night, 1000% uh, worth the price of admission, 1000%, no doubt. Alrighty, baby, let's go on to NXT. Um, so NXT had a had a pretty good show this week. I'm not gonna lie. This was a very interesting one. Uh, it kicks off with NXT UK champion Tyler Bates, and I don't believe I've talked about Tyler Bates yet. Uh, I am a big fan of this guy. Sadly, I haven't been able to follow him for a long time. Uh, the last year, year and a half or so, uh, because he's been very prominent on NXT UK, and sadly, I don't really follow that show. I'll, I'll watch a, an episode, like, I don't know, once every other month or something. If we're, like, desperate for content, we'll watch an episode of that. <clears throat> I, I will probably give the new uh, thing that they're making. I think it's called NXT Europe. Something like that. I think that's what they're calling it. Uh, I don't know. I might check that out now just to see. But I hated the production of the way that NXT UK was made. There is a, a sound, like, they make a sound, they add sound... Um, of the audience sound in there and they keep doing the same audio sound over and over again and it's extremely noticeable to, to me because it sounds like one of those like oh sounds from Smash Bros it's literally like the same sound and they do it like a hundred times and it, drove, it just fucking ruined it for me and like it made me upset because there's some really good wrestlers up there and dude I just couldn't handle it and then it just got pushed out because there's just so much other wrestling that I, I wanted to enjoy and we just wanted to start watching other uh, promotions because uh, obviously AEW has great content and they kept bringing out more and more stuff. New Japan is starting to creep into my my rotation just a little bit. I've been watching the G1 Climax uh, as much as I can. It's a lot to um, to keep up with because like it's it's a lot. It's almost a show. I think almost every single day and each one is like I don't know two and a half three hours plus long. So yeah, I've been watching like one every here and there that I can, but I usually just have it on in the background. So I'm learning. Like I said, I am absolutely in love with Will Ospreay. I've fallen in love with that guy already. I've only seen a handful of matches, but I absolutely love the dude. Uh, but yeah, Tyler Bates. Uh, I, I also really, really like this guy. I watched him in his early uh, run. I think he started out in the WWE when he was 21, 22. So I've been watching him since then. He's been around for quite a little while now. And dude, this guy right away with his matches with Pete Dunne and when he first showed up, holy fucking shit, I, that made me fall in love with Tyler Bates. But I honestly like Pete Dunne just a little bit more because I liked his, like, hard-nosed style. But Tyler Bates was right there. And, uh, dude, this guy, if you have not watched this guy, he is a very, very impressive wrestler. Uh, he may not look... He, he has an interesting look. He's not very tall, but he is. he looks like a little fucking power lifter. Like, he has these massively beefy little legs. Like, think of Martin St. Louis. He's got Martin St. Louis thunder thighs. Like, massive fucking thighs. He's strong as fuck. He is entertaining as fuck. He's called Mustache Mountain, but I think... Um, 
I think he's going by something else now. Let me see if I can pull up that name. Um, something Big Boy? Uh, sorry, I'm trying to look. Uh, oh, baby. Uh, we'll get to it. It's it's in there in my notes somewhere. But um, yeah, dude, I'm a big fan of Tyler Bates. So let's get into this. Uh, he, he showed up at the end of last week's show and looks like he wanted to challenge Breaker to a match. That was after the show uh, went live, apparently, because I didn't see that. So uh, he challenged, uh, or at least, like, you know, showed him his title. So indicating that, uh, you know, you know, it's on, bitch. So uh, that would be a really good match, man. Tyler Bates can get an incredible performance out of anybody, a really good match, because regardless, he's got incredibly uh, unique and fun offense, and he can sell his ass off. So uh, I would be down to watch Tyler Bates versus Braun Breaker. So that's cool. Breaker starts the show. He's cutting a promo in the ring. Uh, he wants Bates to come out, so he does just that. So, sorry, uh, it doesn't start with uh, NXT champion Tyler Bates in the ring. It just shows him, uh, you know, challenging Braun Breaker at last week's show. But that's the first thing they showed. Sorry. Uh, got a little confused there. But Breaker comes out. He's the first human being to come out and start the show. Cutting a promo in the ring, he wants Bates to come out. Uh, Bates comes out, and he wants to unify the UK and NXT titles at Worlds Collide. Oh, baby. So, like I said, I guess NXT UK is over. I'm not 100% on that. I'm just guessing from what I'm watching here. And uh, now they're calling it NXT Europe. I, Like I said, I don't know much about this. I will give it a shot, though, once I see it pop up. I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot for sure and see if, as long as that sound effect is gone, I will I will watch it. Uh, I don't know if I'll review it, but I will definitely watch it and see what's going on over there. Breaker does agree to the match, title for title match. Oh, baby, that's a thumbs up uh, just for, uh, you know, seeing uh, Bates, uh, Tyler Bates come out because I, I, I adore him and I just haven't seen him in a long time, so I'm excited for this match. Then we get Gallus, uh, Mark Coffey plus Wolfgang with Joe Coffey. Uh, versus Briggs and Jensen with Henley for the UK Tag Team Champions. So, again, we're getting a lot of these UK guys uh, coming over to uh, NXT. I'm down with this, man, because that, it brings a, a fresh life. Because some of these guys I'm familiar with, and uh, now they've built themselves some character over there in NXT UK. And uh, I was a big fan of Joe Coffey. I, I really like Joe Coffey. I don't know anything, like I said, about... Um, I don't know if it's his brother or his cousin or something, Mark Coffey. And Wolfgang, I have seen before. Like I said, uh, he takes some really nasty bumps. Like, I can take a mean high high back neck bump that I, I've seen. He can take a nasty one. Okay, so the match begins. Briggs' mouth is busted open by a stiff shot in the mouth early. Lash Legend and Pretty Deadly attack Briggs and Jensen So uh, for no real reason. Uh, there is a DQ. Oh, wait, so for... For some reason, there is no DQ, even though uh, they just got attacked. And Briggs and Jensen are counted out, so Gallus wins, I guess. Uh, but they don't get the titles because it wasn't a win by pinfall or submission. Uh, so yeah, that was really confusing because they definitely got interfered with. They wouldn't let them, like Lash Legend and Pretty Deadly, clearly attack them. And then they got counted out and lost, so like, no. Technically... Uh, Briggs and Jensen should have won by disqualification because they were attacked, but whatever. They didn't lose the title, so that, it, I guess, I don't know. I didn't like that. Uh, Diamond Mine comes down to attack Gallus. All hell breaks loose. Everyone's attacking each other. Well, that was a little bit confusing, like I said. Match was nothing special. Didn't like the ending of the match, so I'm giving that a thumbs down. Uh, we shall see where the storyline goes, because now they got a whole bunch of new tag teams here. These guys are all pretty good. Briggs and Jensen are solid. 
Wolfgang and the two coffee guys look like they're pretty damn good. I haven't seen them all together very much in the ring. And um, pretty deadly. I, I've They've grown on me a little bit over the last little bit. They remind me of the UK version of... Um, Oh, geez. Uh, Tyler, Drew Brees, and Fandango, if anyone remembers them. I fuck, My wife and I absolutely adored them. We miss them so much. Uh, Chase U introduces this new guy. His name is... Go he's going by the name Charlie. I don't know if I caught a last name there. Uh, he looks a little bit like Pete Dunne, I'm not going to lie. He looks... Uh, I, I adore Pete Dunne. He looks like... Uh, Another version of Pete Dunn. He's got an accent as well, so um, I'm interested already. I'm fully erected for just because of the look. Um, he whoops some ass. Uh, apparently too much ass, though, for Chase U's liking, and they tell Charlie to beat it. What the fuck, man? Uh, they should totally want him in their group, but uh, anyway, uh, Charlie says he's fine uh, being on his own, so we'll have to see what's going on with this Charlie guy. I'm intrigued. What do you guys think? Time for the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, this is uh, his new talk show thing. Uh, honestly, when I was watching this, I kind of thought that... Um, oh, what's his name? Fucking commentator Pat McAfee should have a talk show like this because it'd be very similar, a very similar style to his podcast. I haven't honestly watched it uh, or listened to it or watched it because he has a video version, I guess. Uh, but I hear nothing but good things. It's just I have a lot of podcasts in rotation, so I haven't been able to add his to it or check it out yet. But uh, I think if they did a talk show with um, McAfee, it would give him a better opportunity to show the better side of McAfee, which is his talking skills and his and his, and his entertaining ability, because he has a very good mouth. He's got a good uh, talent with talking. He's very entertaining. Uh, his matches are good. I just wish they weren't, you know, supposed to be headlining kind of a things at SummerSlam. Not my kind of thing. I would prefer him to have that match on a Raw, and that would be much more impressive, because it's like, oh, wow, for free TV, we get to see... Uh, McAvee actually be quite impressive in the ring, but I just don't think that match was SummerSlam quality, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad by anything. Like, McAfee is impressive, but I think him having a, a talk show on Raw would, would be really cool, or SmackDown, whatever. But anyway, Grayson Waller, uh, his guest for tonight is Apollo Crews. So, um, Waller asked what happened to, uh, to Apollo's accent that he had when he was on Raw. Oh, snap, that made me pop. I giggled. Uh, Apollo does the accent that he had, the Nigerian accent or whatever. Uh, that was fucking hilarious. That's a thumbs up and a big giggle for me. I am a sucker for freaking accents. And he does a fantastic accent. I have no idea if he's actually from Nigeria, but he does a fantastic accent. Uh, he says he's still a Nigerian warrior, but his focus is now on the NXT uh, championship or just being back in NXT. He wants, I'm pretty sure he just wants, he wants to come back because he never got uh, his NXT championship. Apollo calls Waller a budget the Miz. Uh, that was freaking hilarious. I giggled for that, so that's a thumbs up as well. He punches out Waller. I like this segment, man. Uh, Apollo was really awesome here. He was very funny, yet he was able to pull off the serious thing as well, so that was really good stuff. That's a thumbs up for me. Good stuff, Apollo. Waller is pretty solid. Is a pretty solid heel. I enjoyed him as the host in this show. He was pretty, he's pretty solid. You know, he's a good talker as well. His in ring is fine. Like he's solid in the ring. It's just like he's nothing like that special in the ring. Like there's a lot better people, but uh, he's definitely a solid heel. He he can definitely draw some heat. Gallus and Pretty Deadly are screaming at each other backstage. It's getting real between all these tag teams. So yeah, they're starting to build up a bit of a bit of heat here between all these guys. Even the two UK guys are starting to hate each other. So interesting. I am uh, excited to see what is probably going to be a triple threat tag team match. So that would be really good. 
After that, we get Javier Bernal, Bernal versus Cameron Grimes. That's Grime time, baby. Uh, Gacy and the weird duo are creeping on his match, and the audience are on like a weird stage thingy, whatever. They're just standing there watching him creepily. Um, Gacy say, says good luck on the mic, and I was like, alrighty then. Uh, didn't need that, but cool. Awkward landing for Bernal off the backdrop, but uh, he's fine. He just kind of like landed awkwardly on his hands. It could have been worse, but uh, yeah, he kind of got lucky there. Grimes hits the cave in for the W. Not much of a match, honestly. Gacy and crew stare creepily at Grimes. Grimey, just please move on. Like, can we just move on from this crap? Uh, this just creeps me out. And uh, let's just please move on from the Joe Gacy stuff. I, I I don't like it. I hope he doesn't join. And I hope he just beats the shit out of Gacy. But then that's just going to make Gacy and his crew look bad. So <clears throat> I don't really know what they're looking to get out of this overall. But in, in my opinion, this, this program so far is pretty lame. I'm not liking it. Get a cool little video segment for Alba Fire. Uh, I kind of like Alba Fire. I like her accent. I like her look. And uh, yeah, the video package was cool. Had a lot of fire and Scotland stuff because she's Scottish. So yeah, I dug that. It was uh, it was good enough for me to, to write something down about it. So yeah, there's that. Okay, so we got a newcomer here, Blair Davenport versus Indy Hartwell. So Blair is a new superstar here. She's signed from Europe. I have no idea who she is, but she's got a really cool look. Uh, apparently, according to the commentator, she's really awesome, well-known in the indies, but I I can't recall ever seeing her. So uh, I'm interested. She's got a really cool look, kind of got like this... Uh, what do you call it, Cruella DeVille hairstyle, you know, a little bit like a light blonde, but mostly black. She kind of looks like Paige a little bit. Uh, if I had to like, you know, say something, you know, a little comparable, I guess she kind of looks a little bit like Paige. Indy looks like she twisted her neck awkwardly on one of the DDTs she took. Uh, she, I don't know, the ref checked on her. It just kind of caught my eye. I don't know if she actually was hurt there, but something looked weird. A brain buster from Davenport for the victory. She didn't hit it very clean, but it, it still looked like it hurt, so good enough. She just kind of dumped her, but, you know, brain busters tend to look like they hurt, so that's that's that. Indy got in more offense than I expected, but uh, Davenport looked good in the ring, so it wasn't a squash match. Uh, Indy got in some offense, so they're kind of moving away from squash matches, which are good. I think they're only effective for monsters. And uh, but a new person should show off their their total package, and I think you got that with Davenport because she showed she showed me at least in the short match that she can sell well. She she has good um, emotions with her hands and her face emotions. I, I don't like saying facials, but her facials were good. Uh, but the match was all right. It, it could have been longer, but I, I'm interested to see Davenport fight some of the other people in NXT because they're they're pretty desperate. Not not desperate, but they can use some new women on the roster down there right now. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, Davenport knees Indy in the face. She grabs a mic and claims she is the rightful heir to the NXT Women's Championship. So boom, right away she's making her shot uh, for the NXT Women's Championship. So uh, very interesting. Uh, see where this goes. Mandy Rose answers the call. She says this is her house. The crowd is behind her. Wow, okay, so all of a sudden is uh, she turning babyface? Uh, I don't I don't know what that's about. I hope not because she's a way better heel. Uh, and then Mako Sakamura comes out. She is the UK women's champ. She shows up. Uh, sadly, uh, I don't know too much about her, but the, 
the the commentators say she's been tearing it up on NXT for a long time, but uh, I have not seen any of that. I am not familiar with her work, but they're claiming she's a legend and all that stuff, so she must be really impressive over there. Sadly, I just haven't seen her, so I'll, I'll do a little research on her and see what's going on. Sakamura comes out and challenges Mandy for uh, a title for title match. So we got our second challenge for a title versus title match. So now uh, will Mandy take it? But Mandy interrupts that. Davenport, or sorry, uh, Davenport is pissed and interrupts. She wants in because she apparently now is the number one contender for beating Indy Hartwell. I don't know about that one, but Sakamura says, fine, it's a triple threat match. So, oh, fuck yeah. That's that's pretty sweet. That should be a really fun match. I'm I'm actually excited to see Sakamura here because that'll be uh, I'm guessing the first match that I get to see of her, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like Mandy can put on a pretty decent match. I think it'll be better that it's a triple threat. So maybe some weapons will get involved. It'll help out Mandy a little bit because she's not the strongest worker. She's fine, and uh, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of the other two, so I'm just excited to see what they can do in a triple threat. You you could see a lot, so we'll see what happens with that. I'm excited for it anyway. Do you guys know anything about Sakamura? I don't know anything about her. So if anyone knows, let me know on the Twitter page. Uh, you, you can leave comments there on the link that I left for this uh, episode. That would probably be the best way to leave comments for this. Or you can leave a comment on my YouTube channel. That's totally fine. I'll always see it. Tony D is giving shit to his new family members winning control of Legato last week. And Santos uh, having to leave NXT because he lost the match. Mandy is very upset in the ring, but it's... Sorry, uh, Indy is very upset in the ring, but it's Dexter Loomis. Oh my goodness, it's finally happening. They are reunited after a long time. Oh my goodness, like Dexter got released over the last few weeks. He's been appearing in the crowd of Raw, of SmackDown. I think he showed up once in NXT and left Indy a picture, but we weren't sure what was going to go on with this guy, so it looks like... Uh, he's teasing the fact that he may be coming back to NXT, but after that, Dexter gives Indy a picture, and then he's arrested. The crowd chants, this is bullshit, and honestly, I agree. He better not be gone for long. I don't know what's going on here, so hopefully he's just gone for like a week or something, and he breaks out of prison or something, like he draws a picture of him breaking out of prison because he's just a crazy guy and likes to draw pictures. After this, we move into one of my new favorites of NXT. We got Cora Jade. She's getting interviewed backstage. And wow, dude, again, she cuts another awesome promo. I'm absolutely in love with this girl right now. She's one of my favorites going into NXT right here. I love the fact that she turned heel and she's crushing it right now. She's doing a great job. And now we go to Joe Gacy and what they're calling themselves the Diads, the Diads, uh, the two, the bald guy and the long ponytailed hair man. I don't have their, I don't know their names yet, but they're going as the Diads. They're going again up against Legato. They're with uh, Tony D out there, and I believe Stax or Two Dimes, whatever the fuck his name is, is also out there. But no one really cares. <clears throat> Grimes is now watching the the Diad in the, their match and watching over Gacy. So um, there you go. How do you like being watched creepily over your match, bitch? Cameron Grimes says, I'm going to give it to you too. Nice double dive from Legato, but Tony is flipping out. He doesn't like jumping around. Okay, I, I don't know if I'm going to keep that up for the whole thing. Uh, tell me if you like me doing some Cameron Grimes uh, for, for a Cameron Grimes match. I can maybe pull that off for a few more sentences without killing myself. Uh, the hell, Tony? 
Fucking a nice dive from... Uh, so anyway, no, let me just say that again. So we get a nice double dive from Legato, but uh, Tony D is flipping out uh, about that. He doesn't like the jumping around. So what the fuck, Tony? Uh, he doesn't like Legato, and that's what they're known for. They like to jump and do high-flying cool moves, and Tony D does not like that style. So he's shutting that shit down. Uh, we get a nice dive, though, from the bald dyad guy to the outside, lands that shit on his feet. Very nice. That's a thumbs up. Uh, Gacy and the Dyad hug weirdly on the outside, or the Dyads, they, all three of them hug weirdly. It's definitely not the same way that the best friends do it in AEW. This was, uh, very uncomfortable in, like, kind of a funny way for me. I was giggling about it, but, uh, yeah. Uh, that we see a really cool rope, like, springboardy, jumpy thing, uh, by Wild of Legato. That is a thumbs up. That made me go, ooh. Uh, the Dyad hit a slam <clears throat> knee combo. Pretty... Pretty nice move there for the victory. Uh, Legato is a really good team, man. I like them in the ring. Uh, thumbs up for them. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, for a fun storyline with Tony D. Oh, potential. There's there. Yeah, there is potential for a fun storyline with Tony D. And not liking Legato doing the flipping shit. I would enjoy them just to like keep doing it. And him like flipping out on the outside. Being like, don't do that shit. Uh, but we'll see what happens. The Dyad also looked pretty good in this mat in the ring. Uh, they put on a pretty solid match. Uh, I'm giving that a like a half thumbs up. It was pretty good. It was pretty okay. Then we get a uh, Hank Walker. He's a new guy. He might be from UK or he might be new. I've I don't believe I've ever seen him, but he looks like a badass. Uh, he gets into the face of Big Body Javi. Uh, I'm not familiar with Walker or Big Body Javi that much. Uh, but seems pretty cool, man. Crowd was into that Hank Walker guy. They were cheering for him, so they are familiar with him, but I am not. Then we go to Legato. They are pissed off. They're walking around the parking lot, and then, and then, it's Santos. He appears in his black SUV, and the Legato family drive off together. Are they maybe all going to the main roster? Are they all going to move up together? Like, I don't really know what the hell's going on here. Like, no matter what, like, Tony D keeps winning these matches fair and square. He won uh, th those three people, that mem those three members of Legato fair and square, and they're supposed to obey his thing, and he just took off with Santos, who's not even supposed to be in NXT. So what the heck is going on here? I guess we'll just have to wait and find out next week. F now we move into the next match, Von Wagner versus Tyler Bates. I like that on paper. So uh, Vaughn does uh, that brutal-looking arm lift that The Undertaker used to do. I absolutely hate that move. It just looks like a separated shoulder waiting to happen. Like, when uh, the big guy just lifts the dude up with his arm. Oh, it just oh, it looks so disgusting. I like to do it in the video game, but I don't like when they do that. I didn't even know they could do that in real life. Then I saw The Undertaker do it, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Uh, we get a huge dive to the outside by Bates. That is a thumbs up. Big Strong Boy Chance. I guess that's what he's going by. There we go. We finally got to it. Big Strong Boy Chance from the crowd. Uh, I like that. Bates shows off the strength and suplexes Wagner. Wagner is a big, big boy, so that was very impressive. Thumbs up for that. He hits this uh, his ridiculous top rope corkscrew finisher for the W. I don't know what he's calling it, but it's fucking insane. Thumbs up for that fucking finish. Uh, I adore Bates, man. He's such a fun wrestler to watch in the ring. And he's only 25 years old, dude. So this guy is going to be in the wrestling business for the next, like, who knows? Maybe he could be in the business for 25 years. But I think he's going to be very, very good, if not one of the best in the business over the next, like, two years. He's probably going to be on the map as one of the, the true best. Uh, good match overall. This is a 7 out of 10. 
Diamond Mine is talking backstage, and Roddy tries to join in with them, but it's, like, hilariously awkward. He's like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on? Even though they got, like, beef now, and he got kind of kicked out by his own buddies. And he's, like, trying to get back in there. So that was funny. I like that. I, I really dig uh, Roddy right now. Briggs and Jensen ask if Roddy is talking shit. He says, yes, I am. <laughs> I like Roddy right now, man. His gimmick is very funny. He just fucking loses his shit all the time. He can go out there and have a good match with anybody. So I'm into Roddy. Now we move into, I believe this is the main event. Yes, the main event. Uh, we got Tiffany Stratton going up against Wendy Chu in a lights out match. So these two have been going uh, at each other for the last few weeks. Wendy Chu just recently attacked Tiffany Stratton in a in a darkened room with uh, night vision goggles. So that leads to, I guess, this lights out match. So... Uh, I really don't like Wendy Chu's entrance theme. Uh, it sounds like a baby's lullaby. I hate that crap. Uh, who was that dude? That Drake Maverick guy? He came out to that really crappy music. And um, he came out with Killian Dane. And I really, really liked Killian Dane. And I actually really liked their dynamic together. The small, like, goofy loser and the big, fucking hairy, scary man. Uh, and their dynamic was really fun. But their music was fucking greasy. I hated it so much. And yeah, Wendy Chu, I do like you, but oh, your music should get a little bit of a tweak and maybe take the lullaby crap out of it. Like, I get she's like a sleepy thing, but yeah, I don't know about this. I don't, I didn't like it. So, uh, one of the gimmicks of this lights out match uh, is apparently the lights are slightly dimmed, and now it's a lights out match. So there you go. Oh, and also apparently there's no rules. So there we go. Now that's the kind. I got a little nervous there. I was like, what the fuck? Like, literally, they're just making this, like, a, a Sin Cara match. They're just going to turn the lights down a little bit. Like, what the fuck? But, uh, no, apparently there's also no rules. So, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, so, right away, we got Wendy goes at Tiffany with a trash can and a kendo stick. So, fuck yeah, they're going for the weapons right away. That is a thumbs up. Stratton hits Chu with a toolbox right in the tummy. Goodness gracious. Wendy smacks Tiffany with a pillow loaded up with Lego. Lego, dude. Fuck yes. My wife has been asking for the Lego bits for a long time because AEW brings out the thumbtacks all the time and I love that WWE. I think their thing should be fucking Lego pieces because A, that shit still hurts and it's it's uh, like uh, 14A friendly or whatever it is. You know, it's not as gruesome. Like, I think they could pull out the thumbtacks at a pay-per-view because you could do whatever you want for pay-per-views. But yeah, on a on an NXT on a Wednesday, that was... I fucking love the Lego spot. Uh, double thumbs up for that. Loved it. And then after that... <clears throat> excuse me. Wendy pours the Legos all over the ring. Good lord. What a monster she is. You know how bad... Have you ever stepped on a Lego piece before, bro? It freaking hurts. And I can only imagine getting lifted like five feet in the air and then landing on your back onto a bunch of lego pieces goodness gracious but anyway tiffany tries to hit a fallaway slam but it misses the lego so uh whoopsie daisy there but she recovers uh stratton then just slams wendy on the lego so oh my god she takes the nasty bump there flat back on the on the lego pieces so she gets all that all that on the lego pieces and wendy chu kicks out of the stomp onto the lego pieces oh wow that is a nice nice job right there from wendy nice kick out this is awesome chance from the crowd and absolutely this this match is going very well so far thumbs up for that stratton goes for some like powder stuff to throw in wendy chu's face but wendy counters that and slams stratton through a bed frame holy shit i didn't even notice that bed frame sitting there uh must have been the slight darkness but that is a double thumbs up hell of a little bump there for stratton holy shit chance from the crowd i agree with that 
Wendy hits the slam off the top and gets the victory. Damn, this match was awesome, dude. Uh, the the like the lights dimming were whatever. It didn't really bring all that much to the match, and I was kind of expecting a night vision spot, but we didn't get that. But um, not that big of a deal. Uh, the match all in. Uh, but the did go all in. Oh, they did go all in in this match. I knew I was. I knew when I wrote that I was gonna have a problem reading that because it's two ins in a row. So I shouldn't have wrote it like that. You idiot. <laughs> anyway, love the Lego spot, man. That was so freaking perfect. An absolutely perfect touch for Wendy Chu in this match. I absolutely love that. Thumbs up for sure. Uh, and I'm going to give this match an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed this one. I, I wasn't expecting uh, that much out of these two, but no, they really went at it. I was really impressed with both of them. Uh, my wife still doesn't like Tiffany Stratton, but I'm a, I, I kind of like her. Just don't tell her that. Don't tell her she'll fucking she'll be up she'll she'll chirp me for that guys don't don't say anything I'll 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 flap you I'll flap all of you, and then the show ends quickly with um the the champions and challengers are all signing their contracts for the world collide matches and that's all she wrote folks that's all they have for NXT this week uh, I enjoyed this show man I I really did uh, I like the UK roster coming in to unify all the belts that's gonna be really freaking cool I'm excited for the next takeover. Uh, the newcomer there, Blair Davenport, looks interesting, and she's going right into a title shot, so I think that's really cool. Tag team division is starting to pop off on NXT. Lots of solid new talents joining from the UK, uh, so that's giving it a good boost there. I'm really enjoying that. I think Wolfgang and Coffee are, are really solid. They're going to add a new dynamic and lots of new chemistry and matches for the tag team division, so that's really key. Uh, some solid matches. Bates is always a pleasure to watch in the ring. And the main event lights out match was a lot of fun. A surprising amount of fun. Great match overall. And uh, I'm giving the show a 7.5 out of 10. I really enjoyed this show. So, um, yeah, that was NXT. I would recommend, you know, if you're if you're out there and you want to have a little bit of fun, uh, definitely check out. And you have, especially if you haven't seen Tyler Bates, uh, do yourself a favor and check out some Tyler Bates because he's fantastic. And make sure you check out that Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton match if you want yourself a different twist on a hardcore match because that leg at least check out the a video online of the lego spot because it was fucking sweet okay last but not least um we are going to do dynamite they are in cleveland and like i said before i really enjoy the the cleveland crowds and they were good as again uh tonight here for dynamite the show kicks off with chris jericho he comes out to address the issues last week between himself and Garcia. Garcia comes out to your uh, wrestler chance. They're going, you're a wrestler. Because he's in the Jericho Appreciation Society. And they're calling themselves entertainers. So the crowd is saying that, you're no, you're a wrestler. And I agree with that. I really like that chant. That's really, that's really good. Chris would like Danny to apologize to him. That is all. I would just like to say that my wife is really annoyed when Chris calls... Uh, Garcia Danny because it always sounds like daddy to her and now that she said that I can't unhear it so now I hear it too so I hope now you guys hear that so th there you go you're welcome Garcia is passed Chris ruined his moment with his hero Brian Danielson uh, Chris says Garcia will have many more moments in his career so don't worry about it and to say he is a sports entertainer damn it Danielson arrives to clean up this mess that's going on. Garcia has a some sort of anxiety attack and wants to leave. He doesn't want to deal with this right now. Chris tries to grab him, and Garcia shoves him down to the ground. Ooh, shit. 
You deserve it, chants from the crowd, and Garcia is outie. Brian and Chris get into each other's faces, and Daniel Bryan... Sorry, Chris gets gets into the face of Daniel Brian Danielson. That's what <laughs> Brian Danielson called himself, apparently. Uh, he forgot his own name right there for a hot second. Just called himself Daniel Brian Danielson. So that's his name from now on. Um, but he wants a match, a match with Chris Jericho. And um, before anything, ha- uh, Chris can say anything, Hager attacks Daniel- Danielson from behind and Chris accepts the match so that'll be a fantastic match so that's another uh, just another unreal match set up for all out that is going to be a fantastic pay-per-view believe it won't be this coming Sunday but the next one uh, September 4th so this is just one of many matches that are getting kind of announced right here on this show but um what what's his name Daniel Bryan Danielson oh yeah versus Chris Jericho that'll be good thumbs up FTR's Dax Hardwood Hardwood is going up against Jay Lethal. All right, I like the sound of that. They trade some nasty chops. I'll give the edge to Dax Hardwood on there. I think he has the nastier chops, but Jay Lethal has some beautiful chops himself. Giving that a thumbs up. Chests are nice and beat red already. Oh, baby, that's the kind of stuff I like. You know that I like a good chop, man. Just whoosh, right on the freaking chest. And these guys both deliver very nice chops. So instantly, two minutes in the match, beat red chests. Let's go. Uh, we get a beautiful Tiger Bomb from Dax. Thumbs up there. I'm a fan of a good Tiger Power Bomb. Dax locks in the sharpshooter. Sharpshooter. But Dutt comes down to interfere with the match. Dax bumps heads with bumps his head with Dutt's head and uh, he goes into a roll-up near fall. Lethal counters a roll-up and grabs the tights for the W. Oh, wow. Uh, This is one hell of a match from these two, not gonna lie. Jay ain't as fast as he used to be back in like his Impact uh, TNA X Division uh, days or even Ring of Honor. Uh, but he's still so good, man. Uh, Dax is also no slouch in the ring. Uh, they're both fantastic wrestlers. And uh, Dax is an underrated singles wrestler, man. He is Every time he's in there in a singles match, he is very, very good. And, of course, he's also a fantastic tag team wrestler. I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, Cash Wheeler in, in, in singles matches, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Dax is really good, though. 8 out of 10. Great match. Thumbs up. Thunder Rosa is out here and uh, she's got really bad news she has to give up her nxt women's title oh my goodness <clears throat> sorry uh because she can apparently no longer defend it uh that is really fucking sad news that sucks ass man that is a very that's a double sad face because uh she was having a pretty uh, nice solid run there you know not as good as dmd but that is a really really high bar to uh go up to but uh, she was having a fine run man and uh, too bad it got cut short from uh, injury, so uh, that's a shame. But they did announce they are going to have a four-way match to crown a new interim women's champion. I believe that is going to be uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and uh, Io Shirai, maybe? I don't know, not Io Shirai. I don't know, someone. I don't remember her name, I'm sorry. But it's going to be a four-way match, so that's fucking pretty cute. Uh, next, we go to Colton Gunn with Austin Gunn. He's going up against Daddy Gunn, Billy Gunn. And he's coming out with the Acclaimed. And, of course, we're going to get the Acclaimed. Max Caster going to do a rap, and that was uh, also very good. I, I don't think he's had a bad rap. He's maybe had, like, less good raps, but I wouldn't say he's ever delivered a bad rap. Like, 
I don't remember the raps that John Cena did back then, but it's very similar and reminds me of those days. And I would say that he's probably better than uh, Dr. Thugonomics was back then, but that was some good stuff back then as well. But uh, yeah, if you haven't enjoyed some of Max Caster's raps, like uh, look it up on YouTube. There's probably a good compilation. It's very good stuff. So we got a father versus son match here. Uh, Daddy getting the upper hand, and the crowd is absolutely loving Daddy Gun here. That's awesome. Uh, stupid freaking stupid ass Stokely hits Max with his uh, boombox distract distracting Daddy uh, Daddy Gun, and Colton hits the Colt 45 for the W. So the young buck gets the win over the old man. The old stallion loses a match to the old young buck. I guess that doesn't make sense to be the old young buck. What 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 the hell's that? Anyway, uh, it was an okay match. Uh, entertaining as always from the guns and acclaimed. Like it's just always entertaining. I always laugh when these guys come out. So you know the this match was short, but it was fine. Stokely gives the guns one of his cards. They attack the acclaim and Daddy Gun. So uh, tag tag champs Swerve and our glory come out for the save. So are the are the young guns going to join with Stokely? It's very possible. It would make sense. I just I'm not a fan of Stokely, man. I'm I just don't really dig this guy. He's kind of a douche. I don't know if he's. I'm not saying that about him in real life. I just don't like his character all that much. Kind of annoying. Okay, and then we go to uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. She is going up against Kylan King. She's pretty decent. I think she's more of a newcomer. She's also a hometown advantage for herself. She is from Ohio, so that's pretty key. Uh, she's the big bigger lady uh not like weight wise but she's taller and i think she has the red hair uh she's pretty decent she's not too bad king puts up a bit of a fight but ends up tapping to the lockjaw brit dmd wins the match pretty quick match not much for the hometown uh crowd to cheer for sadly but uh it's brit baker so i mean they they like her probably more than the hometown kylie king honestly <clears throat> Britt, gets, Britt Baker gets on the microphone. She talks shit about Tony Storm, so Tony comes down, and then she is blindsided by Hater. Sheeta, that's the fourth person. There you go. Fucking Sheeta comes out uh, with the kendo stick for the save. So these four women will fight for the now vacant title next Sunday. So that is fucking sweet. I believe it's just going to be going, they're going for the interim uh, women's champion so that whenever thunder is ready to come back she'll have a chance to uh you know unify the title and make it whole again uh so we'll see i if i had to pick between the four tony storm hater sheeta and um brit baker honestly i'm going for brit baker uh i i, I say depending on how long uh thunder rose is supposed to be out i imagine it's going to be at least a few months considering she had to give it up uh, so yeah, I can see Britt Baker going for another run, but uh, you know, honestly, I could see any four, like I'd be fine with any four of these women. I, I like all four of them. Okay. So <clears throat> the acclaimed and swerve in our glory are talking backstage and the acclaimed want a shot at those tag belts, baby. I'm, I'm down. Let's fucking do it. Thumbs up. That should be a fine match. John Moxley versus CM Punk for the AEW Championship. So we got John Moxley, the current interim champion, and CM Punk, the uh, AEW champion. I guess still he didn't like ha he didn't really give it up, so uh, he's still technically a champion. So they have to fight for the unification here. Uh, crowd not behind Punk here. He is booed because uh, Mox is the hometown boy, and honestly, he's the best. So fucking. Lovey Dovey's for John Moxley here. I, I really enjoy him. He's been on a roll for so long now. Like, he's been one of the best. 
CM Punk has drawn some heat for his stunt last week, I believe, you know, calling out Hangman. So I think on top of that, people are kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, the, the dream might be over for CM Punk coming back. Like, you know, the maybe the, the honeymoon phase is over here with CM Punk. It already seems like there's a bit of backstage heat with him. So I don't know. I don't read dirt sheets and stuff. I like to stay away from that because I like to keep myself oblivious and away from any possible spoilers or any possible rumors or any returns like that i like to keep it you know stay away from that so i can actually just react to it myself like i i like to just go with my own gut feelings and stuff it's more fun for me that way this one does have a big fight feel though um now battling chance for both wrestlers uh punk is starting to get some cheers now but still uh moxley getting the the more cheers i would say punk appears to injure his foot doing a kick but tells the ref he's fine. Then Mox hits two Death Riders and pins Punk for the W. Um, hmm. Wow, uh, I didn't expect a squash match here. Mox is the new undisputed AEW World Champion. Okay. I mean, that's really awesome for Mox. But honestly, this match was a bit of a disappointment. Disappointment. I was really excited for this. Uh, but yeah, sadly, I, I'm not sure if Punk is actually hurt here. Or if there are shenanigans at hand uh, from backstage, or if Punk did something, I'm not I'm not confirming or saying anything. I'm just speculating. But I'm gonna give this a thumbs down. You know, happy for Moxley, of course. But I was expecting, you know, a kind of a barn burner here. But uh, no, it was a really quick, like maybe three four minute match. You know, I was expecting like you know 15 20 minutes. They were kind of teasing like this may even go uh, the full 60 minutes. But no, it was just kind of a squash match. But all right, I'm happy that Moxley is the champion. I'd prefer him as the champion champion right now over CM Punk anyway. Christian interviewed by Tony Khan, or sorry, Tony Schiavone. Oh, there's so many Tonys. Uh, he cuts a really nice, or I don't know, just I wouldn't say a really nice, but a, he cuts a good, solid heel promo, and he finally accepts the match for Jungle Boy, and they're going to go at it at All Out. So that's going to be a fucking really good match. I'm excited for that one as well. Ricky Stocks is out here next. He is past... He needs to talk about it. He needs to just vent this all out. He's pissed off that Team Taz is over, and he's extremely pissed that his buddy Obs betrayed him. Uh, so, yeah, that's really sad. I, I, I'm totally with Ricky Stocks here. He has every right to be passed. Uh, he calls out Hobbs for a match at All Out. Damn right, Ricky Stocks. Uh, really good promo here. That is a thumbs up and a little bit of and a clap. He was very passionate, very real promo. I really liked it. Uh, I imagine these two are going to go at it at All Out, and that should be a very fun match as well. Moxley promo here next, right after, shortly after uh, that match. So I'm interested in what he has to say. He's really fired up here, saying like, "Aw, is that not what you guys expected from him and Punk and stuff like that?" Mox tells us he's the best in the business and his time is right now. And honestly, I friggin' agree with you, John. You are awesome, and that was an awesome promo from Moxley. Uh, he truly is one of the best in the business right now. Could argue to be one of the best in the business. Uh, sorry, the best in the business. If you know, it's it could be argued. You know, my wife would say that that he's the best, and you know, I, I can totally understand that argument. So thumbs up from me. Kind of saved the the bad taste that was left in my mouth from from that you know, quick match. So a really solid promo made that a lot better. Uh, we get Don Callis on commentary now. He's uh, honestly pretty good on commentary. 
And we get the uh, main event match now. Will Ospreay, absolutely fucking love this guy. He is teaming up with the Aussie Open, Davis, and Fletcher. They're going up against Death Triangle, Penta, Ray Phoenix, and Pac. This is in the trios tournament match. So, yeah, this looks like an excellent uh, thing on paper, especially um, me getting to see Osprey versus Davis. Uh, Death Triangle, that's what they're calling themselves. Those three guys, oh baby. <clears throat> okay. Osprey and Phoenix show off the cool uh show off the, the cool skills. Osprey blocks a cutter. That was so freaking cool. He just like imagine like <clears throat> a cutter is like an RKO, right? And Osprey, the way he counters it, he just like he looks like he's gonna take it, but then he like puts his hands out and blocks it with his hands instead of going down with his face and just like bounces right right back up. I fucking love when he does that. Thumbs up right there. Uh, triple dive over the ropes by Death Triangle, beautifully executed. That is a thumbs up. That is a clap. That is a thing of absolute beauty. Osprey eats brutal chops from all three members of Death Triangle. I absolutely adore that. Again, I'm going to say I just love the art of chops. I love a good loud chop, and I get a whole bunch of really loud chops from three different dudes back-to-back. That sounds really fucked up. That might be a sex thing, but no, it's a wrestling thing, okay? Just get real. Get your mind out of the gunner, you nasties. Osprey with a beautiful twisting top rope dive to the outside. Wow, that was beautiful. Thumbs up right there. Then a awesome assisted diving dropkick in the corner by um, Ozzy, Ozzy Open and um, Osprey. Thumbs up from that. That was really that was really well executed. Looked really nasty. Just a fucking almost like a slingshot um, assisted diving thing. It was just cool. Okay, it was cool. It was a thumbs up worthy. Thumbs up worthy. Phoenix with eye-popping springboard offense. I mean, my God, if you haven't watched what uh, Ray Phoenix can do on the ropes, it's incredible. Thumbs up. Also some claps. Thing of beauty. Cheeky little eye poke from Osprey onto Penta. That really, that literally just made me burst out laughing. I just love that. (laughs) They're like throwing punches back and forth at each other. And then he was like, uh, poke in the eye. I was like, oh, I love that shit. It just reminds me of the Three Stooges. Just, ah, wise guy. Ah, boop, whoop, whoop, whoop stuff like that you know i grew up grew up on that shit it just mm. anyway we get stoy uh stereo poison ranas from Pac and osprey that is just wow like they literally hit um like dual dual ranas like Pac hit uh, a poison rana on two guys and osprey hit a poison rana on two guys and then they just sat there and stared at each other like oh the the little details with osprey he's so good with the facials like he looks so intense man and that is a thumbs up Osprey lands the Super Rana from Phoenix. Holy fucking shit. I absolutely love when he does that. Uh, just, <laughs> you gotta see it to believe it, man. It's just gorgeous. Thumbs up. Lots of thumbs up going on in this match. I, I can see that. Red Arrow reversed by Osprey. He gets the knees up. Looks absolutely brutal. Insane Moonsault by Pack off the top rope to Ozzy Open. Pack is distracted by the box. Uh, wearing Kip Sabian, you know, he wears the box on his head for the last few weeks, but oh my, he takes the box off, and it's not Kip Sabian, what the fuck? Uh, the real Kip Sapien attacks Pack, and the ref doesn't even see it, what a moron. 
Osprey and Aussie Open take over, hit an assisted Aussie cutter for the victory. Holy fucking shit. Uh, this is great stuff, man. Wow. Uh, Osprey did most of the work, I'm not going to lie, for this trios match. We didn't get to see very much from the Aussie Open guys. It was literally, like, I'd say 80% Osprey. But I am not complaining. That is awesome because Osprey is so incredible to watch. I can watch this guy for hours. Uh, the match had like too many high spots to get all of them in on this. Like if I wrote down all the high spots, like I'd be talking for another 20 minutes. It was incredible. Uh, the action at the, at the ending moments, especially were really, really wild. Uh, excuse me. Another great trios tag team match, man. AEW is literally the king of tag team wrestling. Whatever they do tag team wise, it's usually really good stuff. Like, wow. If you want some tag team wrestling and you haven't watched Osprey or or you're you're desperate for some freaking uh really good luchador, just incredible, like eye-popping fucking tag team wrestling, do yourself a favor, watch this match. It was freaking great. Eight and a half out of ten. Uh, Osprey plus and uh, Aussie Open will face Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks in the finals of the Trios Tag Team Tournament. Oh my goodness, that is going to be fan-freaking-tastic. Dude, Omega and Osprey in the same ring. Holy crap, that is going to be amazing. Uh, looking very forward to this finals trios match. Could be an instant classic, y'all. I'm telling you, this could, this could be 9 out of 10 worthy. This could be match of the year candidate for me. Other than Mox and Punk, uh, Punk's match ending quickly, this was a great show. Not sure what happened there with Punk yet. You know, I haven't had time. I just finished watching it, so I'm just giving you my raw reactions here. Uh, not sure what happened with Punk. If he was legitimately hurt there, he was selling it. Uh, it looked like maybe something really did happen, but I don't know. Just with like with the heat that's been going on, but I don't think I don't know if Punk would do that. But he very well could. I have no idea, dude. Uh, but you guys can tell me. Let me know on Twitter and shit. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna talk about, it, if you know something, like I'd be, I totally would love to talk about it. Just like, you know, don't be a, don't be like spoiling stuff. Uh, but uh, if not for Moxley's promo later, that really made up for the disappointing match because his promo was really good. He kind of just made it look like, you know, he just <clears throat> really just, you know, he's undeniably one of the best in the business right now, and he just sold that really well in his promo. Uh, also, it's very sad for Thunder Rosa that she had to give up her women's title. You know, that's not a thumbs down. It's just, you know, a bit of a bummer drummer that she had to do that. But they did announce that four-way match for the vacant title, so that should be really cool. I'm looking forward to that match. Should be crazy. Should be interesting because Hayter and Britt Baker are both in there, and they're, like, friends. So, who knows? Like, that could be a good opportunity for Hayter to uh, turn on her buddy Britt Baker and go off on her own because I think she's actually really good. So, who knows? That's uh, lots of potential for that match for a lot of cool shit to happen. Um... They did a great job hyping up matches for All Out. I'm excited for pretty much every match on that card so far. I cannot lie. A uh, couple great matches on this show. The main event was very wild. The show, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10 overall. Definitely worth a check out as always, as Dynamite generally always is. So yeah, sadly folks, that's going to be it. I'm not going to be reviewing SmackDown or Rampage on this episode, thankfully, because we're almost at two hours already. So I think I think you're going to get enough of a wrestling show for this one. If I did SmackDown and Rampage, this would be like two and a half hours long. So we're not going to do that because uh, my wife and I have to go to a wedding on Friday and we have to go travel for that. So we're going to be gone for the weekend and then we're going on our uh, first anniversary 
uh, vacation slash, you know, you know, honeymoon thing or whatever. So we're going camping. So I won't have access to my computer and stuff. So I'm going to have as much pre uploaded pre, you know, I'm going to make a whole bunch of extra content and throw up as much as I can for you guys. So the schedule should remain the same, except for me missing this rampage and SmackDown. Uh, I might talk like I should be able to still watch it. I just won't be able to like have it in a podcast. So if you want, I'll uh, throw up some extra tweets whenever I watch it, and I'll give you some opinions about it. So follow me on Twitter. Uh, the link will be in the description so you can follow along. And if you want to talk about SmackDown and or Rampage, I would love to do that, y'all. Like, I love talking wrestling. Uh, I don't talk about it very much while it's uh, live because I don't tend to get to watch it live very often. It's very rare for my wife and I to be able to watch it live. So preferably no spoilers uh, until maybe unless I put something up but I'll also try not to be spoiling anything I'll just try and keep it kind of cryptic so I don't spoil anything for anyone because I hate spoilers uh they that really upsets me because I, I try my best to avoid spoilers and it's just you know really hard because I follow so much wrestling stuff and yeah spoilers are all over the place so anyway I'm gonna call it uh quits here because it's freaking four in the morning and I have lots more stuff to freaking do I gotta pack and all that shit uh, so hopefully everybody enjoyed this. I hope you guys liked my review and my my story and retelling of our our first experience at our live show. I had a fucking blast. So if you guys any have any stories of you going to a live show, have you ever been to a WrestleMania, bro? Like, oh, I'd be so I would kill to go to a WrestleMania live event. Uh, preferably like the old ones. Like I don't know how much I would like the stadium events where there's like fucking eighty thousand people. I don't know how much I would like that. Uh, I would prefer to go to one that's like more intimate, like a 20,000 people. That would be much more preferred for me. I would prefer to go to that kind of uh, pay-per-view. I'd love to go to a Money in the Bank or something. That'd be really fun. Or a Royal Rumble especially would be fun. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to be in the cards for us, not for uh, the foreseeable future anyway, maybe in uh, later, like you know, a decade or a half, half decade from now. But definitely not right now. Um, yeah, so I'm going to call that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Go down in the links below. You can follow me on Twitter and go check out my YouTube channel. We're playing Disco Elysium over there, and I recently did Resident Evil. And like I said, I threw up uh, a video, and I might throw up some more videos of uh, my experience uh, that I had at Monday Night Raw. I have a few, uh, quite a handful of videos, like nine or ten of them, so I might throw up which ones I think are good. And uh, if you guys are interested, I'll throw those up. So uh, just keep your eye out on the YouTube channel and check out Twitter. I hope you guys have a good weekend, and I hope you had a good week. I hope this makes it a little bit better. And thank you so much for listening. I love you guys, and have yourselves a fantastic weekend. And I am Audi. My wife and I are going to be on vacation, y'all. But I'll still be kicking it around, and you'll still get your content. So don't worry, because I love you guys. <laughs>